0: Hey, 4Play listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, big show. We have Christy Kerr on the show, 20-time LPGA Tour winner. It's British Open Week, major, all kinds of good stuff. Another thing that's very good.
2: Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car, and you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up.
3: Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.
0: Now let's talk some golf. It's the Open Championship week, major week. It's sneaky. It kind of feels like it just came out of nowhere. It really does. And next thing you know, I'm going to pop up when you guys are listening to this. Golf's happening. I mean, major championship golf is happening. Something else is happening. Christy Kerr on this very show. A little over 30 minutes we chatted with her. She was in studio, uh, 20 time LPGA Tour winner, two time major champ. She was number one in the world for a little while. Uh, She's kind of a machine out there when she plays uh she's she's serious she's intense she's been doing it for a very long time and doing it incredibly well uh we had her in studio she was great with us she told some stories she didn't remember a ton which is interesting
1: (laughs) no yeah so a lot of things kind of evaded her memory but the opposite of of most of the golfers or all of the golfers that we've had in here when we ask them their best shot their worst shot boom they've got it right away she was like i don't know
0: no she said i don't remember (laughs) that's right yeah yeah she legit said yeah i can't remember uh, so it just, we did get a bunch of good stories, but there were a couple moments where I was thinking, like, "Oh, what's the worst shot you're hearing, Chris?" She's like, "I can't remember." Uh, so it was it was great. It was funny. It was really good moments, good stories, and all that. We are massive, massive proponents of the women's game, especially myself. Lady golf. I've been tweeting about lady golf for years now. Uh, I think you get some better drama in that, in certain situations, than you get anywhere else in almost any any sport. We've had many different of the uh, of the women. ...on the show, and this is another one. Christy Kerr, again, great story. She's been on a bunch of Solheim Cup teams. She was number one in the world. She's won 20 frickin' times on the LPGA Tour. Um, she was here. We drank some scotch. She's uh, What's that word? A, s- a sommelier. Led. What? Sommelier. Sommelier. She's a word. sommelier, which you're like, apparently, an alcohol you know, wizard. We kind of got to do it about that. She's got certifications and stuff. It was very interesting. Very, very interesting getting into all that. So, uh, second half of the show will be Christy Kerr interview... Uh, A couple housekeeping items, a couple housekeeping notes. Aldera video with Kevin Chappell is up. This truly is one of my favorite videos we've ever posted. It's an hour and 18 minutes long. I guess it's a course vlog. That's what the internet seems to be referring to it as, a course vlog. We're mm. Frankie and myself. We are at Aldera. It's the number one private track in Washington, the state of Washington, for an understandable reason. Phenomenal condition. Really cool views in the mountains. Kevin Chappell, who's, of course, a PGA Tour winner. He's Kevin Kisner's best buddy on tour, and he is a beauty. He was out there. He's recovering from back surgery, so he couldn't really uh, play, but he just chirped and basically bet against me the whole time. Uh, and, you know, th- you're gonna three putt this. No way you hit the green regulation here. Betting for fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, all kinds of different stuff for an hour and twenty minutes straight. Frankie and I recorded every single shot that we hit. It's on YouTube. You go to Four Play Golf. You search that shit on YouTube. Watch it. Check Tough it out.
4: Little golf course over there.
0: Hard golf course. Frankie, Ooh. you putted horrible. I watched the whole video. You actually, <laughs> uh, you could have easily shot like mid 80s. You hit oh, yeah. the ball great. Yeah, that's been my problem. You're hitting. You'd have like 10 footer for par. You'd hit it 12 feet past the hole. I watched you do. I watched the video. It was infuriating. I forgot that you did that. It's crazy how bad I putt. It was insane. with a
4: professional golfer who plays there all the time, like helping me with the reads. So at that point, there's, there's
0: really nothing more I could do. You did have a sick birdie on ten had a sick
4: birdie on 10 but yeah I, I thought I struck the ball pretty well and that's actually been happening to me recently You usually do you got a beautiful swing Dude it's I've been playing swing. I've been playing some golf recently and not really scoring that great which is infuriating but um like I mean I I posted like a 45 36 at like Cherry Valley like I'm like it's one half I'm putting like the worst of all time but the striking and hitting the greens and hitting the fairways it's been going great I'm actually having fun playing golf right now in the last 2 weeks
0: Hell yeah Frank yeah. There you go so people go check out that video on our YouTube page. It's uh, it's just a really really cool video, and Kevin Chapel. You get to learn a lot about him. Uh, you know, you get to showcase their personality. These PGA Tour guys. If you don't know a ton about Chappie, go watch that video because he's in every shot. He's hanging. He's chirping. He gives us lessons. He gives me a bunker lesson in the middle of it. He gives Frankie some swing tips. He's got like clubs on Frankie's hips, telling yeah. him. Not. It's like, that was great. It's yeah. a scene. Yeah, he seems scene. like a
2: real beauty though. He's
0: awesome. Uh, and then also go rate review and subscribe to our podcast you haven't already on itunes it helps us right when you leave a review a five-star review and you write something nice about us it helps us it sends us up in the rankings i did notice that we have like thousands of five-star reviews and then a couple hundred one star i think the haters because we have many haters we got a couple of haters yeah the haters went in happen. so now we're at 4.5 star rating instead of five so, we need to uh, reverse and fuck the haters. So, go on there, write something nice about us, and rate us five stars on iTunes, because we go up in the rankings, and it's better for us, it's better for you, you cool shit. So, go help us out, please. Thank you very much. Um, and Frankie, I want to hear about this New Jersey course that you played. on. Oh, yeah.
4: So, uh, last week, I played, um, you know, actually, I played with a couple lady golfers. Wow! Okay. Yeah, so my buddy, uh, what a theme we've got this week. Yeah. So my my buddy, uh, his his friend from work belongs to this this club, Morris County Golf Club. Uh, it's in New Jersey. It's a Seth Rayner golf course. Uh, you know, square greens, very tight. Everything's real tight. You got to hit the ball great, but the greens are outrageous. Tiny, cor- short course too. I think we played it at sixty four hundred. Okay. And that's from the Blues. So it was it was short, um, and. Uh, yeah, so this club has like that vibe that we always talk about where things are a little more laid back and you know the golf is very serious but like you could tell that like there's these group of guys that um like they sit they all sit after their round and some of the guys don't even play but they all get on this unbelievable patio. This golf course is sick. Like it's pristine. And and the and the uh, clubhouse is unbelievably nice and like this huge lounge like piles out into around the putting green and then also the tips tea box like just happens to be right next to where the patio is so like all these guys i guess late at night this was like a sunday and they're 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 all just sitting out there you know two tables worth of buddies it's like four o'clock it was four o'clock in the afternoon they're all just like way like way too drunk for like you know their age at that point like they're just drinking all day long <laughs> <Their age>. yeah <laughs>
1: It's a dangerous, you, you know, you get too drunk when you're that old, you just die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there was a couple
4: characters. Everybody knows <laughs> There was a that. couple of characters in the group. You could tell, like, every time, like, someone would, like, walk by. No one had teed off for a while when we got there. So, like, we were waiting for, like, we knew that something was going to happen. Because every time someone would walk up 18, you'd see, like, the one guy stand up. And he did this unbelievable noise. Like, he was a, a pilot on a plane. And he'd go, like. Ah! And then he'd, like, just roast the person from, like, 180 yards out. And we're, like, like is this guy serious? So this group of guys come up, these kids come up to the first tee, and my goodness, did they get, like, they got thrown into the lion's den. They These kids just tried to tee off on one, and you have, like, 12 dudes just absolutely shitting on their lives. I'm talking from the time they put the ball on the tee to the time they made contact, they were roasting them. Like, this one kid – like, all you hear is this one kid gets up and they're like, oh, I won the club championship because my daddy bought me golf clubs when (laughs) I was three years old. And then, like, the kid hits one to their right and they're like, you suck. (laughs) Like, running up the kid. The kid, like, puts his head down like, fuck. And it was just such a – they did that for two or three groups that come in and it was one of the best – environments to ever be around i started like screaming at kids i'm like you're gonna fucking shake it and then they like shake it i'm like yeah i got going crazy uh the 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 ultimate moment was this chubby kid gets up in the heat of the moment and, I mean, this guy was big. He was a big boy. Like, I'd say he was, like, pushing, like, three bills. Okay. And he gets oh, up You better there. hope he's actually pushing he's not three, three bills. You don't have great judgment. He's not no. pushing three bills. Because you can watch the video. He's not even close
2: to No, he doesn't bills.
4: look
0: All right, like right. Well, because he's going
4: be to than I do. So I was waiting for right. that number. That's Frankie Fibbs yeah. again. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was big. He was hefty. I mean, people were not everybody me. everybody's just balls. They, right? they were messaging. I had people messaging me telling me they call him the thumb. So, I mean, like, that just goes to show you. The thumb? They call him the thumb. He just, what, he kid, just got he's got a just head just, and then he's he's flat just, from he's just, the like, shoulders everything's just straight, like, just okay. everything's round. A little Ramess. Uh, yes. And he, he steps up to his ball after he's watched what happened to his buddies and all three guys, like, shanked it. On his backswing, he stared at the man who was leading the charge and chirping. And then. Like continues to, to attack the ball while looking back and absolutely missiles one right down the middle. I've never seen a cocky move like this in my entire life. I mean, this kid hit the ball without looking at it and staring at the guys at the, in the guy's eyes. Come on, it was an unbelievable hero move. Um, but yeah, Morris County. Um, it was actually fun to play with some lady golfers because they, they. I mean, these girls could hit the ball. I mean, yeah, they were playing from a, a tee ahead of us. But once, almost like we talk about with Kerr, like once you get onto the fairway, it's golf. Like they're hitting greens, hitting putts. I mean, they're unreal. They're sick. Some of yeah. them are unbelievable. Yeah, really good. That's
0: great, Frankie. No, it was I a got very a, fun the place experience. looked cool. It looked like a cool scene. looked like uh, that patio. You know, it got us into a conversation about the best first tees we've ever seen. I think the best one I've ever played is Marion, uh, which is the same kind of deal. Like the forks, you can legit like hear people's forks right next to your face when you're T. Yeah, out. this
4: was real tight. I When I got up there, those guys weren't there. I guess they had been on the course, but I had a bunch of stoolies on the putting green. I had like four or five guys watching me, and I heard them make a comment, like, here goes Frankie. And as I stepped up to the ball, and I was like, man, my heart started fucking bumping. Yeah, it yeah, always like, does. Because like at that point, we didn't know what the vibe of the club was like, at all yet. Like Who'd you get thought, out there with?
2: What? Who'd you get out there with? Did you know them prior to... No I, no,
4: I knew. No, I didn't know those guys that were on the putting green. Okay. I, I only knew my buddy who whose friend belonged there. so okay. like, I didn't really know that many people there. Gotcha. Um, but fuck, my heart was bumping, and I hit. I, I'm I, oh, I'm exclusively hitting three woods right now. I can control the ball. I have such a more fluid swing off the tee with a three wood, and I'm hitting it really far. Perfect draw right down the middle. I missed one fairway all day. It was I was nonstop hitting fairways. It was crazy. So I had a three-win in my hand, nice 380-yard first hole or whatever it was it was playing. And I drilled one right down the middle and drew. And you just heard the guys behind me go, nice shot, Frankie. That was big. But I knew that the reaction was going to be like, this kid fucking sucks. And they were going to roast me <laughs> had I not hit a perfect shot. So, I mean, my –
2: That's the way it, it usually it goes. Felt good. No, what
4: a these moment. These guys were ready to pounce. I could feel it. Because they didn't say anything to me, I heard them in the background. Like, there goes Frankie. Let's see what this happens.
2: Now, was that your first kind of public tee shot after Beth Page? Uh,
4: no, Have you I've, had another big one with it a couple. Seems like people everywhere on? we yeah, freaking yeah. go, really yeah. I, I agree with that, dude. It's like every I played six one. rounds.
2: I think every single
4: first tee has There's had so, has, has, has has had a set of eyes on me, and not because of like whatever. Like that's just because this podcast. I feel like anyone that works at a golf course, you're yep. gonna get a couple people yes, that I agree. It's
0: usually the workers, always. Yeah, no, it's, I haven't hit like a non-public first tee shot in uh, a year, and I hit no better feeling than, than drilling it when you just rip one You do a twirl,
2: it's
4: the best. I did a twirl. I turned back. I gave him a nice little head nod. Like we <laughs> see you, Frankie. I'm like that's right, that's right,
0: that's right. You, yeah, you better see me. That's yeah, right. yeah that's, that's, right. Right. that's right, that's, that's right. 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 Uh, British Open. We got to get into this. There's a couple things that have happened in the last couple of days since we last did our podcast. Uh, I'm going to start with John Rahm. Okay, we've talked a lot about John Rahm on this show. Uh, he had the star shirt at Wimbledon last week, Trent Daddy blogged it, but we kind of broke it down, I kind of liked the shirt, I thought it was interesting, good for you, you're going to Wimbledon, you know you're, whenever you're an athlete or any sort of person of notoriety and you go to Wimbledon, you're going to be on TV, that's just what it is. John Ron was asked in his presser today about the shirt, we're going to put that audio in right now. John,
3: have you uh, managed to catch up with Thomas Peters since he was cheekily poking fun at your outfit at Wimbledon?
0: No, I, I I haven't seen him this week. You not seen it? No. He, he had some fun on Twitter about. Well, I, the, I
3: saw the tweet. I haven't seen him. No, yeah, yeah.
0: and I'm not necessarily go look for him after something like that. No. <laughs> it's quite a, a unique ensemble. You you usually quite a lively dresser in that respect. I mean, I like to stay up with uh, with modern fashions. Uh, I can always say that wasn't my first choice of shirt to wear. The tie was. The
3: shirt wasn't. Uh, I still. You just got to wear it with confidence. Uh, so that's we, all I can say.
0: But was it? Kind of the only one that was that was there. The only one that was ironed and ready. Yeah. To
3: for for reasons, I'm gonna. Uh, for you know, it just didn't the come. The, the shirts I wanted
0: to wear didn't come from the dry cleaner. Sometime, but still, I mean, it's one of the shirts that I have that I've worn before. It's not meant to be worn with a suit. Uh, I'd rather not go to a royal box with a shirt, but. Uh, it's what I had. Uh, I got compliments in the royal box, so as far as I'm concerned, it was a good day. Royal silver approval. <laughs> John Rob's answer to about this shirt is one of the more surprising things I think I've ever seen. He I mean, didn't
1: own up to it at all. He, like, he was pissed. He was pissed, and he was like, "Oh yeah, the the dry cleaner. I, I didn't. My shirts didn't get shipped to the right place." So like, dude, just own it. Yes. Like, you lit the internet on fire, just be like, that's the shirt I wanted to wear, that's the tie I wanted to wear, I thought it looked great, I wanted to own Wimbledon, and I did.
2: Everybody was talking about me and nobody else, but instead, he was like, oh yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to wear that shirt. Well, oh, I mean, that stays consistent. He has like the worst poker face of all time. For questions coming in, he instantly re- reacts, you can see it on his face, and then he just gives a spastic answer, which was the one he gave about his shirt, and like... Yeah, it It wasn't ready in time,
0: so I had to go with that one. That wasn't my number one choice. Uh, and then but then he had a couple good comments in there where he was like, "You just got to wear it with confidence." Spot on. Yep. But like that should have been the main theme of his whole response. Should have been talking about that kind of stuff. He said, "I did get a couple compliments from like the royal box that we were sitting in." So, uh, so it was a win-win or something. That should have been his main theme. And then he kept going back to this whole like, "That wasn't my number one choice." Obviously, I didn't want to wear a star shirt, and getting super defensive. It's like you're just wearing a ridiculous shirt. Who cares? It's funny. What, yeah, it's
1: what you too. do with fashion when you wear something outlandish is you make the people who uh, criticize you make them feel stupid so you say if you don't get it then you don't know fashion and that's what John Rom should have done instead he did the dry cleaning thing but if he just says that's the shirt I wanted to wear I knew it looked good you I knew it would draw eyeballs everyone was talking about it I win you make the other people feel stupid but instead he didn't do it that way
0: then he also on the Thomas Peters stuff who uh he he was asked directly about yeah guys like uh Thomas Peters were kind of giving you a little bit of a hard time about it on Twitter and instead of kind of laughing all that He legit was pissed at Peters and gave, uh, like, no, I haven't seen him yet, and I'm not really looking to see him. Yes, He was, like, legit (laughs) rattled. So I went back and looked. I mean, the tweet is the most harmless tweet I've ever seen, unless there's one I couldn't find. I was looking all over Thomas Peters' account. All he did was he said, at – Eddie Pepperell, take it from here, boss. I'm on the floor. And then he tagged like Chanel, Hugo, boss, Gucci, and said, please help with the picture of Rom in his star shirt attached. That is the most harmless tweet of all time.
1: I didn't even really get it. I get it now that you just spelled it out like that. So he's saying like, get this guy some help because his outfit's are outrageous. That's a pretty benign tweet.
0: He didn't even like roast yes. him. He just said, no. please help this guy. Like, okay, you're wearing a star shirt, just- man.
2: Poking at him, no big deal. Also, it's Wimbledon, so people wear crazy outfits. It's not All like you the go there in like a white shirt and like a basic tie. No, it's like a crazy hat. You just wear kind of like fashion-forward stuff. I don't really know what that is, but I know people try. <laughs> if I'm Thomas Peters at
1: uh, the the Open Championship, I got my head on a swivel. Yeah, I man, think John Rahm's going to come out of nowhere. I think and this clothesline go- him.
2: I think this goes right back to roms coach or like the bomb diffuser that's trying to help him with his attitude like digesting information taking a deep breath and acting accordingly like he has no ability to do it so i hope he plays well this week but if it goes south and there's bad weather bad rain i don't know if he's gonna adjust to it too roms
0: well. the one guy i bet on to win this week Whoa. <laughs> yep. he's, off. Got yeah. him. he's only going. got him like 14 to one but me and smith are on the rom train i like it i'm not even betting on tiger this week because tiger so we'll get to him next the High Noon El Prez Pack is here, featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Seltzer flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, and all-new flavor, tangerine, all made with real vodka, real juice. This 12-pack is only here for a limited time, so get it while you can. Just look for the pack with my face on it. You can even scan the QR code in the pack and have me virtually join your party. Visit highnoonspirits.com to find the El Prez Pack nearest you. I mean, his presser, he basically was like, yeah, my game's not sharp. That's, like, what he said. Like, it's how's not your, what you want to hear from him. No. How's your game feeling? He goes, it's not as sharp as I'd like but it to I'm o- be.
4: I always, I'm always trying to think one step ahead just like Tiger does. And, I mean, that just may be like, yeah, sleep on me. You know, my name's not that sharp. You know, don't think about me. Think about these other guys. You know, you know, Rory's back home. Let, let, let him get the
0: shine. Don't think about me. I'm not sharp this week. And then he's just going to roast everyone. And you're probably right. You know, and it, it made me think. Kind of like whenever Jack Nicholas says something, I always have to take it with a grain of salt and always think, like, what's your angle, Jack? 100%. What's your fucking angle, man? And so you always got to take that with Tiger, too, right? Like, of course, I'm sure his game's fucking fine. He did say his touch around the greens is phenomenal. He's like, my short game and my touch on the greens is perfect. Uh, I just have to work on shaping the ball a little bit because we're going to get some different wins and stuff. So the more he kind of elaborated on it, the more uh, the better I felt. And he's Tiger Woods. So um, in my opinion, he should be the betting favorite of every tournament he ever plays in. But... I won a good amount of money on him when he won the Masters, and I'm a little bit hesitant because his odds are horrible, and it's going to be cold. I don't like that with the boss man. No. It's going to be like 60 degrees and raining, and the boss man's uh, you know, surgically fused back that makes him basically the Terminator doesn't do great in cold weather. Did no. we
1: talk about all the Brooks Kepka stuff on the last show? I can't remember. Where, with the Brooks Kepka press conference and Tiger saying that Brooks ghosted him on, on playing a, a practice round at Royal Port Rush.
0: Uh, uh, no, I don't think we did.
1: That was what did you guys think of that? I thought that was, that was all that stuff was pretty interesting. Brooks.
0: Well, I think it came out that he just he has a different number. Oh, did it really? I, see, thought yeah, that's I didn't what, see that part. I thought like Golf Digest. Uh, I thought, I'm pretty sure I saw somebody research it. And was like, did uh, Brooks go to Tiger? Or does he just have a different number now?
1: Oh, if that's the case, then there's no nothing to read into. Which is kind of yeah. weird because I think like I
4: think some I think people here at Barstool have Brooks Kepka's number. So like if Tiger like.
0: Yeah, but he's Tiger. You think Tiger's out there being like, hey, I want to make sure I have your most updated number, man? No. Probably text him for the first time in a year. The fact that he, yeah, but see, like, I don't, that doesn't make sense because the fact that Tiger
4: texted Brooks Kepka's, like, wrong number, like, makes, like, you would think that they have somewhat of a, you know, connection, like, to, to say, you want to go play.
0: Yeah, but even the way Kiz talks about, like, whenever he texts Tiger and stuff, he says he, Tiger texts him, like, militaristically. True. <laughs> he always just says, like, Roger yeah. that, 10-4. I just oh, think Tiger always <laughs> says, oh, I don't I know that life? Don't I know all about Tiger doing that? He'll, yeah, He'll, he'll confuse oh, the shit out of you, you with sure that stuff. You sure do, Trent. Daddy. He'll, he'll, he'll Maybe say Brooks something.
4: just had enough of that and, like, blocked his numbers. Like, <laughs> I, just, I don't get any of this. I don't understand it. <laughs> so I just got to get away from it.
1: And then Brooks said interesting things during his press conference, essentially things that he said on this podcast, but he's gotten more bold about it being, like, he doesn't care about lesser tournaments and only cares about majors. That's like the number one question he gets at press conferences, it seems like now. And now he's just flat out saying, I don't practice for non majors. When you see me on TV, that's when I'm golfing. And Here's that's
4: my it. question.
0: You think he's like doubling down on that just because he's sucked in non majors? No, I think he genuinely doesn't care. And the reason I or at least not even close to the same degree. And the reason I. Believe that is because of the travelers. When there were a couple of that I saw who were like, Yeah, we got here an hour before Brooks' tea time to watch him on the range. We were all jacked up. And he came out, he stumbled onto the tee five minutes before his tea time, hit like five balls, and then walked to the first tee. Clearly, he's doing,
1: clearly, what he's doing is working. But think about how much money he could make if... Because he's playing in these tournaments. Could like he's played in the John playing. Deere. Bet
2: you would have won that.
1: He definitely
2: would have won that. <laughs> yeah, got
1: tournaments. It would one thing if he's like, that I'm not playing these tournaments because they're lesser. But if he's playing in oh, them... Oh, yeah, you
0: weren't here, Frankie,
4: my the experience J- JDC on the fir- roasting. My oh. experience on the first tee at Morris County Golf Club was a thousand times more exciting than anything that happened to John Deere. That's a fact. I was. Like, Trent
2: was hoping we just covered this on the first. I, podcast, smi- I smiled a couple
4: times at Morris County. I mean, who smiled at John Deere? <laughs> Did Bro- anyone smile at the John Deere Classic?
1: Brooks Kepka is playing in these lesser tournaments. <laughs> It'd be one. Thing Not if he going wasn't playing, to the next topic. But if he's one one who won that? If he. Uh,
0: Dylan restaurant <laughs> in, in uh, Saint Charles, Missouri. <laughs> Fertelli's? Do they get free breadsticks?
4: <laughs> you idiot. <laughs>
1: If he just Uh, played as hard as he played in the majors, he could win these tournaments and you're getting a million bucks. Like, it's not nothing. Here's my question. Do you think, like, it's not a question. Why'd you raise your hand? Here's my statement though.
4: We've now given Brooks Kepka, like, an out. Like, he'll never have to perform for 80% of his season. He's just going to have to perform for four tournaments. And, like, why are we allowing this to happen? Let's call him out on his bullshit and be like, you have to start winning other tournaments, dude. Like, why? What do you mean, why? Because he's don't he's you think playing. it's cool that he's he only winning them? W- though he's playing in them. That's he the has difference. to to keep his card. Well, then dr- go win it. You have to play in like fifteen don't, like, events. Don't like I don't think it's cool or to or, like, or whatever the fuck. I don't it think is. it's cool to miss a cut.
1: Like I don't think that's cool. Like,
4: I actually agree with that. Like I, I, that. I think it's fucking stupid. Since he's
2: playing in the tournaments, like he has to to keep his card. You. But then you have to you put can more, win more you effort. Can, you like can would just have to be at the range probably for like an hour get a roll I in greens. I think that if, if – And if he doesn't want to do if, that, and that keeps his like if energy if, up for He can for do majors. it every once. He's Brooks
1: Kepke, He's won four majors. It's clearly working. But there's got to be something in him where he's like, I could just dust these people and make way more I know money. the rules
4: don't allow him to only play the majors, but that is when that narrative would be awesome. If he elected to never play a golf tournament except for the majors and then won – Every single one, like he just kept winning majors and they're like, when is he going to show up to our term? It's like, nope. Like, why don't you get some more TV coverage and then I'll be there.
0: But instead he's showing up to the trial, like all these other places and he's losing. I, okay, I agree to an extent because I think what you guys are saying is like he's kind of coming off like the guy who's losing when you guys play like uh, uh, g- golf together and is always like, well, I'm not even trying.
4: It's so infuriating, yes, right?
0: And that's like, or in a video game, somebody's like getting killed playing video games, and you're chirping them, and they're like, "Well, I'm not even trying, dude. If I try, I'll well, win." Be why like, are you here then? Why are you trying? So I get that to an extent, but I also think Brooks Koepka is very upfront about it, which I like. Like he said on our show, and he's now saying out there, like, "Unless uh, you see me on TV playing golf, I'm not playing golf." He's doing that because essentially he can make a lot more money by uh, qualifying for the FedEx Cup and getting to the tour championship. He can make millions more dollars doing all of that. And he, in order to keep his tour card and keep his status and not get in trouble with PGA Tour, he has to play an X amount of events. So he does it. But I think it's very clear that you know, in order to be one of the best players on the planet, in order to win major championships, like you have to be dedicated as fuck. You have to like be out there grinding, working on your putting. Like remember at the at the PGA Championship. Even though he had told us a week before about how like he kind of just shows up and plays and all that, like remember how much he was out grinding on the putting green and like he had a he had a coach out there, he had like the whole fucking uh, little little uh, uh, mechanism where he's like working on if his stroke's going straight back, straight through. He was out there like legitimately grinding, and I think in order to go from you know a top fifty player in the world who's kind of like you can make a cut to whatever it takes to be 6 shots better over the course of 72 holes like that takes a lot of commitment and focus and I just don't think he cares enough to do that during regular
1: events you're right but i want him at one point to be like for the next 3 months i'm going to prove it to you guys that i could win these tournaments if i if i really put my mind to it if i wanted to grind it out if i wanted to He doesn't to have to prove to us that he no, can win tournaments no i know but it would be i want to see the greatness of that if he's willing to do it cuz that would be awesome cuz i think he could really make a showing and really his legacy is going to be fine. We're we're way too soon to be talking about that. But it would be fun for him to do
2: it for a stretch, just to see it. I, I agree with all that, but I think the thing that you're not understanding maybe is like his. Internal Are you mansplaining to Trent? What was yes. that? I felt like I'm getting mansplained. Oh, yes, you, I'm mansplaining. I almost, I almost golf, left the room.
0: Golf splaining to Trent.
2: Well, I just yeah, I don't think that he like. I think you're not understanding his drive. Like maybe he just gets burnt out from golf. If he does do that grind and he's done that over the years, so now he just focuses on what's yeah. important to him. So you know, Bryson did that once, three month. tried himself. to
4: once golf playing to us. Remember that? Yeah, he did. He, he golf played to you. To you well, I'm I
2: just think. you know, I'm throwing out the the other side that I don't think. Trent's seeing right I now, I think because Kepkin can, can do it every
1: once. And what he's doing now, like I said, it works, but. I like Brooks Kepka. I yeah. just think that we're giving him an
4: out that I don't think he deserves. Like I think like it's bullshit that he gets this like out that every time he doesn't pl- he doesn't perform well in a tournament, we're just like, well, it's just Brooks being Brooks. He'll be fine. And then like, what what happens if he starts like losing in major championships? What if he starts like missing cuts at majors? What are we gonna do now? Oh, now he's just gonna try at the PGA Tour and regular tour events. He's gonna start trying now. Like Brooks is trying now. And then, I, what if he doesn't win there? I think he's setting no. himself up for failure with that stuff. Well,
2: if he he starts, like maybe he just fades away from golf, like if he can't compete at the highest level, because maybe his interest isn't so like, I'm obsessed with golf, I want to play every day, I want to get better. You know, maybe he's just got this exorbitant amount of talent, and like he really only can put himself to golf for this amount, amount of time for the year. So if he does more than that, he burns himself out and actually yeah. his play dwindles is my only other side of the argument. Which that
0: could be true, and but like Frankie's saying, like even putting that narrative out there gives him an out. So I, And I, it actually I, makes it more difficult on him because now every
4: totally, time it's like, totally. oh, like Brooks is trying this week. Totally, the pressure is more
2: finite than it is for a guy to you know how a he's done? season. Second, first,
0: tied for second, first, tied for 39th, first, tied for 13th, tied for sixth first
1: fucking great
0: those yeah. are his last nine major championships brandle,
2: the brandle narrative
4: was, has has revved up a thousand times more this year though brandle was Big trying time. to say that like, this, this is, is when it came out actually this
2: is almost better than tiger's run of when he won three out of four because uh, he went first first he fifth. won four in a row tiger won four in a row. sorry but in one year he went first first fifth which is a total of like eight i guess on the you know one one five um with another one in there um and then if if brooks gets second or better here it would actually be you know, I guess uh, six or better. So he was Crazy. making a small point on that on the Golf Channel, which I don't agree with because I think three wins is better. I was, was going to say he's just wrong, but that's well, interesting. You know, Brandel's you know, an analytic
0: guy. I like Brandel. I love Brandel, but there's, I mean, he's just wrong about that. I agree. Remember we got in that big debate with him about that Dustin Johnson yes. shot in fucking Hawaii being the best shot ever? Yes.
2: ever. He said ever. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, nope, I'm right. I wasn't yeah. on the pod for that, but Riggs and I discussed that in the apartment and it made no sense I that. knew he was going to come into it. He just defended ever. the shit out of it. Ever. He's like, his whole thing straight. was like,
0: so it was when DJ hit it to like an inch on a par four, like 440 yard par four. Yeah. DJ had, like, a six-shot lead at the time. It's, like, the 14th or 12th hole or whatever on the back nine at Kapalua. This was last year. This was, like, a year and a half ago. And DJ pulls out driver, rips one down there, like, bounces in the perfect spot, rolls up to the green, is right on line, and stops, like, an inch short of the hole. He taps in for eagle. And Brandon was like, I believe you can make a very legitimate argument that is the single greatest golf shot of all time. Of all time. And I was like, in fucking Hawaii in January? What are you talking about? He had a six-shot lead. And he's like, well, if he missed and hit that one out of play, then all of a sudden the tournament is on. And I'm like, no, it's not. He has a six-shot lead. So if he hits that out of bounds, he has a four-shot lead, and he's Dustin Johnson. and is he it's, trying to say physical golf shot? He, he, yeah. was like, he was like hitting it long and straight is the hardest thing to do in golf. Do you agree so that it's the he, best
4: physical golf shot with without any – had he done it just – at a country club with no tournament aspect. If you're just in like if if tournament golf didn't exist and we're just ranking golf shots that have happened in the world, do you think that's the best one of all time? No, because
0: I think there's a certain element such an element of luck to it that like many guys have stepped up and hit a drive exactly where they were trying to hit it really far. Like that's happened millions of times. Yeah. That one just happened to be like okay, if you hit it in this perfect spot, it'll route. But like DJ wasn't like, okay, if I hit this exactly where I want to, it will come within an inch of the hole. He didn't say that. Right. He's just like, I'll hit it on this line. If he drained it, would you have said something, would you have said differently? No. Really? Would it be the greatest shot of all time? (laughs) How far was it? like an inch no Literally. how far <laughs> was the t436 so he made a one from yeah. 436. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah, you're it's saying it's insane. not the best golf it's shot also of all insane no, time. because it's rolling at the conversation it's rolling
2: at the hole and looks like there's no way it's gonna stop <laughs> yep. no way i remember the wind's like pushing it behind and then all of a sudden it just stops and you're yep. like no way <laughs> yep.
0: no that's true I, yeah i just
2: don't I just, know how you
4: get much like better than a hole in one from four thirty totally yeah. that's uh, you know how you do impressive. that? You hole
0: out on sixteen of the masters uh, yeah, yeah. from the fucking collar when everybody said you can't get it inside the Marcos ball I guess and that's the ball wh- hangs on the edge with the Nike side chirping and then. I guess falls that's in.
4: greatest. There's a difference, right? Like a yes. moment. Yes. Greatest golf moment. For sure. And shot and like gravity to like, you know, everything. Four hundred thirty term.
0: I'm watching it right now. Four hundred and thirty he did have a big swing at it too. 430 yards. It's Look, outrageous. it bounces barely into the rough. That puppy's rolling. Oh, my God. Trundles down onto the green. This thing, at it's this point, this right thing now. is cruising. How is that not going to go in? Oh. And just stops. Look at that. It's maybe four oh. inches away. I love they,
2: they pan right back to DJ. He's obviously right. got no idea. and yeah. He's just kind of stumbling down the he hill like after. He cleaned off the driver head. Was like, <laughs> right. that,
1: that. should
0: was be up okay. there somewhere <laughs> near the green. No, it almost went in the hole. Uh, but anyways, I've disagreed with Brandon before. That was it. But he, he always comes in with all these facts, and he does this whole thing. Whether you're at the range, playing around with the guys, or on the PGA Tour, don't be unprepared for messy situations on the course. Pack some dude wipes and dude shower wipes. They got so many different products I didn't even know they had. The face wipe, I'm a huge fan of. I use that after every single round. Uh, the dude wipes, which are basically a million times better version of toilet paper. We actually yep. use them literally in our bathroom, in our apartment. <laughs> yeah,
2: There's no more toilet paper. You just have dude wipes right on top. It's we perfect. We just
0: dude wipe our asses up, and it's just... The best. That's how you clean yourself right out, fresh. Uh, <laughs> clean yourself right out. Clean yourself right <laughs> out. Yeah. You go from a mess to just clean. Thanks to dude-wise. Uh We also rock their powder when you're walking, especially when you walking 36 holes. You go on a golf trip, you powder your grundle up, man, you're not going to feel a thing. Ooh. <laughs>
2: ooh, ooh. Powder, powder, powder. <laughs> what? Your what?
0: Powder your grundle up, man. Powder your okay. grundle up. Is that in the copy? Powder your whole uh, situation. Up. You get a nice
2: little <laughs> handful and you just lob it up there. Woo. Lob it in there, man. Woo. It's like it's like be... LeBron James before a game. Yep. Correct. Exactly,
0: Trent. Daddy, you nailed so it.
4: What I like to do, I like to lay on my bed, full of powder, naked, and you and you put the you put your your legs up by your your you put your legs up by your ears. <laughs> you got some real flexibility. And then, and then you just smack. It, you just you just smack it on the grundle like.
2: <laughs> and your legs are by your ears. <laughs> You know, if someone happened, I w- know, I if know all about it. If someone happened no to walk in on you, it'd be a problem. Way. You'd be like, "Man, I'm just
4: dude wiping over here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, just comfy. I'm just getting comfy. We had, no guy, we had, you had a guy. there. <laughs> fucking feet by your ears. No way, man.
2: It's just a wild visual. You know, my
4: roommates have come to. You know, they, they think it's normal now, right? Because I'll just, I'll be
0: like, i will like, go powder?
2: powder. When they when you know, when you know, hear it's time to powder up, dude. Powder. <laughs> yeah, they just hear smacking.
0: Frankie's lathering up, get ready for the Out of the room, there's just dust behind me.
4: What the hell happened in (laughs) there? Frankie's grundles feeling great.
0: Go get Uh, me an ice cold soda. No no
2: joke. We were playing. um, We were at a bachelor party and there was like we were playing just a little nine hole (laughs) at a really fun time. And anyways, on the second nine, we all looped up on like the 16th hole, 17th hole. We're playing it. And uh, the ranger comes over. My buddy greets him and he goes, what the hell's going on over here, sir? And my buddy goes to him. He's like, oh, sorry. We just thought we'd just group up, you know, and would we'd play the last couple holes together since there's really nobody out here. I was, he was like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the guy over there by the trees with his shorts and his ankles lobbing powder all over his balls. <laughs> 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 and sure enough, I'm just by the tree line just lobbing powder on my nuts.
0: <laughs> that is Dude Wipes yep, Coyote, Dude Powder, stuff. The Shower Wipes. They both come in on-the-go individual packs to store right in your golf bag. Stay fresh on the course. Visit DudeProducts.com today. You're going to get 20% off with promo code RIGS20, okay? You go to dudeproducts.com, 20% off, RIGS20. That's the code, RIGS20, com, 20% off, RIGS20. By the way, I finally got to sit down. We talked about it two days ago and just watch live from coverage. Oh, man. It's so good. So good. Just them talking about the course and how they took two holes out and added, uh, they built, they just built from scratch two new holes that they put in there. They turned one par five into a par four and they're saying it looks like it's been there forever and all the players love the changes which is really rare to go to a course that's like hundreds of years old and just put two two new holes into it for a major championship and have people love it. Uh, It's just fucking, the course looks so good. And watching them, Nabilo was running. I retweeted a couple of videos. Nabilo, mm-hmm. he is on, man. He's, on. He's out there rolling balls. He had one on the on the first screen where he rolls it off the false front. It goes like 50 yards away. So if Nabalo's on, they are bringing it to close out the year for major championships on the live from coverage. It's my favorite television of the year. Just
4: Speaking just... of changing holes, uh, just a quick little story from when I played at Morris County Golf Club this weekend. I don't know what happened. I guess the way the scorecard was in the cart that we were in. I just was reading, like, the par and everything that was that was right underneath the boxes, and everything looked normal, like on a normal golf card, uh, uh, scorecard. And none of the um, – when we were going to the back tees, like, we didn't see any of the signs or anything, so we just trusted the scorecard, par four, par four, whatever. I'm like I- – I was two over through eight holes, and I said to my buddy, I'm like, did you notice that this front is a par 38? I'm like – Seth Rainer, like, who, who, like, what is going on here? I'm going to shoot a 40 on the front, two over, I'm playing lights out. Like, I want to speak to someone. I started talking to (laughs) someone. Dude, we got to the the halfway house, and I'm like, I want to speak to someone about, like, this scorecard. I'm, I'm, I just played (laughs) lights out. The stupidest things battle you. I love it. Dude, par 38. It was, it was (laughs) like insane. Turns out we were reading the women's par. The whole time.
0: Jesus Christ, Frank.
4: Insane. And it actually didn't. So it was it ended up being par 36 and, and uh, par 5 ended up being a par. So two par 5s on the women ended up being par 4s. Turned out only, it only affected my score by one stroke. Tough. So right. so you ended up. What
0: would you post? Yeah, what would you pros? post? Because I don't 39? think you par
2: 9. No. What'd you shoot? So yeah, what'd you shoot? 40? Yes, yeah, so it was a 40. Oh, <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> After all that, it was a 40. It, it was, was a 40. I mean. <laughs> tough break, Frank. Yeah. Really tough break. <laughs> no, it was a tough I break. I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> Can you get <laughs> number? Can you get the manager? 38? <laughs> what the hell is that shit? Just yeah. some gal making hot dogs. She's yeah. like, Dude, manager. The, the, <laughs> the whip, the That's women. just how it's been it's since a, Seth Raynor did it 100 years Dude, ago. it's a 38-35. I just thought it was insane.
2: I mean, these things happen. Yeah.
0: Also, you got to know that when it's a thirty-five, then in the back, like you have a chance if you shoot four over, you're still in this in the thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of that too in my head. I'm like, because my goal is always to try to break forty on each nine. Yeah. Because then you're shooting some in the seventies, which is a great. That's a great thing to do. And uh, so I do that too. I'm like, what's the par here? It's always nice when you think it's thirty-six. And you're like you're like four over, and you get up there and it's actually thirty five. You're like thirty nine for the
2: kid. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Sick.
0: Uh, all right, we got to go through a couple other people. Uh, Phil Mickelson, Fireside Chat with the Needle. Yes. Zach Johnson. <laughs> this had to be riveting for you, Trent. That's huge
1: for me because <laughs> uh, you know Phil Mickelson obviously wants eyeballs on these videos, and he's been doing them by himself for so long. And the first guest he picks, it's Ugh. Zach Johnson, the Needle. That's pretty. That's huge. the uh, The video itself, weird. Strange. strange. Uh, a little long. They probably bizarre. could have tightened it up a little bit. Zach was shirtless, which I love.
4: I think that's great. Ever since I saw that picture of Zach Johnson kissing the trophy, you know, when his eyes are open? Yeah. I've just felt weird about him. That was the heebie he- Yeah. He, gives he, won the he-, br- gi- he won the open championship. I know. He just gives that's me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, you know so, where that is.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I'm a big fan of the video. It's, like I said, it's, it's strange, but I like that Zach Johnson's getting some play.
0: I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought it would be too much. I loved it. At the end, when Phil goes, uh, I would say hit bombs and fire at pins. But then he goes, "But since Zach Johnson's here, I'm going to say let's all hit cute little drives and aim for the middle of greens." I died at that. Uh, he's just when he roasts people—that like was me. When he roasted Kuchar when he was driving down Magnolia Lane—that was great, phenomenal. And then when he roasts uh, the needle, as you call him, good stuff. You know, I thought anytime you get a champions dinner story from Augusta,
2: yeah. I'm gonna love it. You're right. It was long-winded, Long. but I was glued into the whole damn thing. Totally, because like, it's totally behind the doors. Like you'd never get access to that story. You hear it, you're like, I love this. It's absolutely tremendous, and I I loved it. I thought the Shout the out. interview was amazing. <laughs> but I will say, every time he brings someone a fireside chat, I think he's gonna roast them. <laughs> it's gonna be hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Me
0: too. If he gets Tiger to do one of those <laughs> fucking things, oh man! Did you
2: see Jake Owen put up a picture
0: on Instagram?
4: And it's, I did. And he was like, uh, his caption was on that OG gangster shit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the top comment is Phil Mickelson saying, I feel like I owe you 100 bucks."
0: Yep, that's straight from our podcast, folks. That story. story continues to go, which is great. I like the Phil's on you know on social media in general. I think he's great at it, and uh, and it's nice to have a little callback to our story that got told right yeah, here that on was this really very cool. podcast.
1: Shout out to Zach for wearing the hat, too. He knows what's going on. We're, we're, no
2: already getting, we're already past Zach. We're on to the no, next. No, no, no,
1: no, but I wanted to give one more <laughs> shout out to Zach. That's how boring he is.
2: I will say, too, our he comment I mean, then Phil wouldn't have him
1: on, you know... It was a weird choice. choice. You can admit that. No, nope. it was, having was the perfect Zach, choice. Having, him, having
4: the needle as your first guest is an odd choice. That's like, <laughs> that's like when Jimmy Fallon overtook... <laughs> I speaking of Jimmy Fallon, I once cried at Jimmy Fallon. Yep, it wasn't you did. Because right of, when he came out. Wasn't Frankie because cried. of Jimmy Fallon. It was because of the ambiance, and it was because of you know the the thrill of Quest the thing. Love. Yeah, yeah so he came
0: was, out and said like, "How about that weather?" And then Frankie just started crying. I was a,
4: I was a basket case. Wow,
2: it's yeah. hot in New York, and Frank this just balling.
4: that's like Jimmy Fallon taking over the Tonight Show, and his first guest being like the most like who? I'm trying I think to he compare.
2: did preface it though in the beginning with being like, "I tried to get a couple people. Zach Johnson's the first one, so it seemed like he was the second." I don't remember <laughs> that part. it was like the, the only I guy you get part. was Zach Johnson. Sorry. Yeah,
1: like on those f- when they take over like late shows, it's usually like uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, Tom <laughs> Hanks is the first one. <laughs> always, out always Tom, so Tom Hanks. Zach Johnson is is the Tom Hanks of the Golf no That's what we i mean come on someone throw out a name who is zach johnson
4: compared to if 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 a late night show host is opening up his career show and they're bringing out that first guest and you're like who the hell is jimmy fallon going to open up the tonight show with and this guy comes walking out and everyone's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> who's not, that actor i'm not gonna say a name because sean william scott Sean William Scott is a good one.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, Even, just like, he's more interesting than Zach Johnson. Yeah,
4: I'm thinking of like... It was
0: also weird that he brought him out to tell like a really positive Phil Mickelson story. Like, it almost felt like he had kidnapped him. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, now you have to tell this story. Otherwise, yeah, like, I'll kick you off the Ryder Cup team or something. No, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> I really would not gram. be
1: surprised if Phil, before all that, was legitimately sitting at Zach's locker and was like waiting for him to get out of the shower. And this then was all like, goes, hey, to we're, like, we're going to do this. You, morning, have do this to, Twitter video. you have
0: to tell the Pavlova story <laughs> yeah. now.
2: This yeah. all goes to our point of last podcast of how much time is Phil actually spending on this? A lot. this is the whole production. He's, yes. he's he's this is a good he's chunk, chunk of time. Fasting people. Now. I was wrong on that take. I thought <laughs> yep. it wasn't. He wasn't spending a ton of time. This video, is so, as soon as I saw it, I was like, he's spending a ton of time on this. Dude, <laughs> I,
0: think, I bet he thinks all day, every day about his new production for what he's going to do on social media. Because you could even tell when he did his little fasting video the other day, he dedicated like half of it to being like, sorry, I haven't been posting. You know, like he's a fucking full time vlogger who had to apologize to his followers for not updating with fresh content recently. So, you know, it's on his mind all the time. I know? would
1: like to know how many takes these things. Uh, how many how many it takes?
0: I think they're one.
1: I think they're one as well. After watching the Zach one, that was one take. Yeah, that was definitely one. There's no way they stopped at any point. We're like, no, let's redo this again. So I think he does now. He does mostly one take. <laughs>
4: What are you laughing at? Ray? I'm just trying to think of an actor. It's really, I, I yeah, just I'm really I'm, hung up on that. Is I that the we name you're going to go with <laughs> right now? What's the name Who's he got? I, just got? I got this guy Taylor Lautner. He was in Twilight. He was like, he was, the, like, the he was like the wolf from Twilight. Like, and he was kind of popular back in like 2011. Like, Taylor Lautner was the hot name. <laughs> I would say it would be,
2: it would have He's to, just be too hot to be someone that literally won like a best actor, and then once, you, yes, exactly. That's what you have to find. So go on IMDb and figure it out. I yeah, if anybody that. has
1: suggestions on who you know Zach Johnson is of the uh, you know what his actor would be or who he is, I mean I'm I'm fine with him being. We're Tom gonna Harris. get such good ones. Oh, There's
4: we're gonna, gonna you guys get guys who great look ones. just like Zach Johnson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> people know that shit. They're good at it. So put it out to the listeners. Um, CBD, it's hot. Everybody's rocking it. People on PGA Tour are rocking it. Medterra CBD, that's what we use. No THC. You don't have to worry about any of that, whether it's anxiety, recovery. You may be nervous, shaking. You wake up. You had a crazy night. You want to calm down. You want to be in a good place. You want to get everything right. Medterra CBD is the way to do it. They supply products to 25-plus PGA Tour golfers. It's the most used on the entire PGA Tour. Endorsed by uh, Charlie Hoffman, who we talk about in the show, Lucas Glover. Who we root for? Morgan Hoffman. Charlie's actually playing uh, the British Open. He had the whole hole in one thing that we talked about. And Medterra has really helped his game. They go direct to golf retailers like Roger Dunn Golf Shops, Edwin Watts Golfers Warehouse, Carl's Golfland, Pro Golf Seattle, Golf Exchange. Point is, it's legit. People love it. People trust it. PGA Tour players trust it. Again, there's no THC. It's going to help you right out. Uh, go check it out. Medterra CBD dot com slash golf that's what you got to do you go to www.medterracbd.com slash golf again medterracbd.com slash golf kiz i gotta give credit to kiz this is one of the more stunning tweets i ever saw i think it was top tracer tweeted out the stats from the driving range yesterday uh longest drives of the day by carrie kiz was third that's third. insane
4: remember we had the talk if you said you asked me if I could outdrive kids yep because like we we had this narrative in our head and I started to believe it that like kids the more you hear that he's just not a long ball hitter you're like well then like who what does that mean like am i just so he hit it 255 right right and then I was like yeah I can absolutely outdrive kids and now he's just piping the ball how far he carried one
2: 314. <laughs> that's insane <laughs> so, oh yeah I mean that's not, I'm not, I don't even come close he was 0.2
0: yards shorter than DJ Flewitt.
2: My first thought was like, was everybody else just using three woods? (laughs) But this is like... I know, the driving range.
0: Yeah, no. I think they hit drivers on the driving range. You think? Isn't that insane? I couldn't believe it when I saw it. But kids... Again, when I saw him at the Travelers, this was the first time I really was, like, that up close and personal with him on the range. I was like, it was because nobody go like, at the all the majors that we've been to, there's entourages everywhere. So, yeah. you can stand back with Dewey, who's his caddy, of course, and be, like, 20 feet away and kind of chit-chat with his crew and talk to him <laughs> in between shots. But at the Travelers, like, there's just nobody there. So, it was just me and Kiz, basically, yeah. standing right next to each other. And he just started piping drives. And as someone who plays a ton of golf and sees, like, everything from long hitters to short hitters, I was like, Dude, you are fucking roasting the ball. And he was like, I'm one of the best players in the world, dude. (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's talking to you like you're an idiot like yeah. I, mean, we, I was like we that ball I that. was I know in the we air out,
2: for every... about like it seems like we're just having beers and hanging out but yes i am one of the best players in the world dumb dumb like, like okay. in the world
0: <laughs> Good there's point. fucking eight billion people on the planet and he's like a top 25 player of all of them at golf so yeah i can hit the golf ball dude and yeah here he is out of the british open he hit one th- he carried one three fifty. that's just a missile i know that's a missile uh, Charlie Hoffman, I saw he was on the, I believe it was the Open Instagram story. I thought this was very interesting. They're talking about hole in one. He was like the last one I got was at Augusta on the 16th hole. If people remember that he got a hole and an ace maybe a couple of years ago on 16 at Augusta on it was on Sunday. Big celebration. I remember that video. It was very cool. I think it was on a Sunday. But they're asking him about it uh, about hole in one, and he started his he posed the question of. If you get a hole-in-one in a practice round, or if you hole out in a practice round on your second ball on the tee, but it was the first time that you were aiming at the pin, does it count? Which I thought was a fucking hilarious, cocky answer. And his point was like, you know, like we played at different pin positions because we're trying to prepare. So I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I get one of the back left. He's Like the pin was actually front right. And then the second one, I was like, all right, now I'm going to aim at the pin. And I, and I jarred it. He's like, does that count? <laughs> For I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, what world are you living in, man? <laughs> Like, we're just stepping uh, up, trying to... No, I think the answer it's is a, no. No, it's
2: definitely not, but, like... It's clo- but it's close. It's close. Why is <laughs> it not, Yeah, I was going to
4: say definitely maybe strong.
2: No, I think it's a definite no. It's a no. Especially if it's his second ball. Like, if it's his first ball... But he's not aiming. The, he's if, not
4: aiming.
1: It's the same thing as,
2: but like... He, the right,
4: that'd be, like,
1: like, like... But he is gathering you know, like data on that first shot, no matter what's going on. That's a good point. You know, yeah. Like, like, what the it, wind's like, yeah. what's everything yeah. like. And everybody
0: knows, like, when you come to a part three, they'll be like, this This hole always plays half a club longer. Yeah. You know, people just say that. So he was so he was able to gathering get gathering
1: data yeah. whether he
4: realizes or not. I'm he's sure he gathering does. gathering data like if there. you play a course back-to-back days. You know what I mean? It's like.
2: That's very different. It's very different.
0: Yeah, wind's different on different days, Frank.
2: It's just a different day.
1: It's not with, it's different. 24 hours is different than. I think that headband's a little tight. Gonna, 24 not seconds. Not letting as much blood get to the brain.
0: Frankie's a drummer.
1: <laughs> we actually talk, boy. we actually
4: talked about like this new outfit that I'm wearing now. It's like uh you know the skinny jeans, the long baggy shirts and the and the headband with the spiky hair. It's a good look like I think if you're trying to be a cool dude like a cool skinny dude um but it doesn't really like work with my like lifestyle at all like no when it am doesn't. I gonna, like start talking golf and like like it just doesn't it doesn't mesh well with golf you know what
0: it does you walk around well. the golf course like this you know what it does mesh well with is are uh, your tits, okay. <laughs>
2: I didn't, see that I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I'm serious.
1: You really rolled up on him slow there, and then just punched no, him in the face. Because
0: they the baggy shirt, the pause was outrageous. You look much better. I gotta be honest.
4: You you know that. I didn't know that was coming out, but I I agree. I think the tit the tits and the gut definitely definitely get hit uh,
0: hidden by.
4: You're doing about as shirt. well as Rom
2: right now with that question. <laughs>
0: No, no. Uh, it, I know I, I wasn't. I, it's was a compliment. It's, it looks you look great. I think I, I
4: mean, I, I, are, are they showing? No, <laughs> no, not at all. So then, then that's a success. Agreed. That was my point. Yeah, it's it's not, like, Although that's your, a good look for you, your legs were showing earlier. Too. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I saw a photo of your legs. I had to put the legs out. We were running in the Yikes. ocean. It was bad, man. Yikes. First time like there's parts of my leg. First time I saw the sun probably over a year,
2: full I, year. I would say multiple years.
4: No. You wore some
0: shorts one time last year, I think.
4: Yeah, like I've worn swim
2: shorts. Like this year, I haven't a, jumped in the pool yet. We, we got to do a bet at one point where, like, I'll wear something outrageous, and then if I beat you, you have to wear shorts. I'll we'll figure that out, dude. I was golfing. uh No, where
4: was I? Because it wasn't. Well, I guess it was at Morris County. I can't. Uh, everything felt like it happened at that at that one round. But it was a scorcher that day, and I remember saying to my buddy, "He's like, you really can't wear shorts." I'm like, dude. Like I can't do it, and now the fact that I talk about it this much, I really can't because I know I'll walk upon like a pack of wild stoolies that will be like breaking your legs, like you feel his his this feet are out or whatever. And what do you know? The first tee, I had six guys staring at me. Out. Imagine my legs are out. Yeah, so, his feet are out. Yeah. Look, there's his legs. Dude, my, at one point I was like, "This is fucking hot, man. Like I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Maybe I'll get zippers, and then I'll, when I get out into the golf course, I can unzip." What yeah. color
0: pants were you rocking?
4: I, I had to go beige. I couldn't go black. Right. Because you usually go black. Yeah, I went beige. I went beige. I wow. had a nice outfit on.
0: I look great. I had a nice outfit on. Uh, a couple more things. One, uh, the weather. It's going to be rainy and cold. And uh, I do like Thursday. I'm seeing 15 mile an hour wind. And I like that. So I'm on the, uh, you know, I'm on pulled up a weather app and it's got all the wind on the right. And I like that every day it's a different direction because that just fucks with people. That means we're going to get more carnage. It's west-southwest on Thursday, south-southeast on Friday, northwest on Saturday, and then just out of the south on Sunday. So different wind fucks with these guys every day because the whole course plays differently. I'm seeing 15-mile-an-hour wind, 10-mile-an-hour wind, 11-mile-an-hour wind, and 15-mile-an-hour wind, which when you're actually on the coast and out there on the golf course, it's usually even more than that than it says in the town and all that. So great news, Uh, and it's going to be rainy now. I think that the course, um, it won't play that hard because the rain, of course, softens it a little bit. But we're going to have some carnage, which is great. Uh, the course looks like it's really hard, which is great.
4: Are you able to bet yeah, that- on an over-under on what, like, the average score is going to be in a major? I think so, yeah. I think oh. on certain books, you can. I like that. Pet. Probably just
2: have to find that bet.
4: Right. That's a good bet on majors, especially when, like, the weather, if you think it's going to play hard or there's going to be carnage. I also
2: just love Saturday because everything else is south at some point. It's, you know, south-southwest or south-south-east. Um, you can't say south, just huh? say, I just tried that? to do it quickly. No, you said south-south-east. South east. You said south-south-west. You said south-south-east. I have to take a little pause there. I tried to just blend that through. It wasn't Make important. the TH sound go south. 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 You got it. south southwest. You you can't it. do that. Now you're saying it's What is that? from Family yeah. Guy. <laughs> South, <laughs> South, South. South whip cream. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool South. whip. Wheat thins. Anyways, Saturday's Saturday's blowing north. So Saturday. I'll be excited.
0: I agree with that. It's a great jam. Saturday,
2: Saturday. 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 I like ludicrous Saturday, Saturday more. Do you? Yeah. Give that a go. <laughs>
1: ooh
2: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh ooh.
0: <laughs> Nailed I it. I got a big Yeah, staff. that was awesome. That's yeah. really good stuff. thats I mean, that was pretty
1: fucking good. <laughs> that
4: was <Yes>. awesome. <laughs> Boy, you hit that pitch like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. That's
1: how the song starts. That's a great
4: song. You nailed it. Yeah. Do it again.
1: Ooh,
3: ooh. <laughs> Incredible. You have ooh, good pitch. Yeah, I
4: have a terrible pitch. <laughs> You're tone deaf. Yep. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> Ooh,
0: ooh. Yeah, that's just way worse. See,
2: in my ears, that sounds like I almost hit it on oh, not the first ooh, but the second sounds like I crushed it.
0: You're so many levels off.
2: I mean, yeah, I've never been good with it.
0: No, I've got a,
2: a friend
4: voice. who's tone deaf. He won't admit that. Worse he is. than me? Yeah, he's never once hit a note in his life, dude.
2: The never once. It was so fitting. Like in the third grade, I think it was a third and fourth grade band. I played the trombone. <laughs> yeah, that's I such a lurch fucking so, item. Boom. the you
4: worst are, instrument of all time. The tuba is so much better than the trombone. Oh,
1: yeah. I Close. was thinking of the tuba. Close. Yeah.
2: Damn. Trombone stinks. I was horrible in all music classes. It's so just not that great of a noise. Teachers.
4: Like, if you're going to, like, you'd rather play, like, the French horn if you're going to do I, something with, like... It's also just kind of an uncomfortable I instrument. I think I told yeah. this
2: story, maybe not on this podcast, but there was a Thanksgiving dinner. Did I tell you guys this? Thanksgiving dinner... My cousins all play these beautiful instruments. Absolutely, like, just, they come off perfectly, like, a violin, the piano, just, like, really nice instruments that you can play by themselves in a small room, and it's like, it's like oh, that's a nice sound. But for Thanksgiving, all the grandkids had to, like, play their instrument of the year. Um, and so we all go, go up there. My cousins play these beautiful instruments, and they're all really, really musically gifted. And then I have to come and clean up with the trombone in a room that's literally, like, maybe two of these podcast rooms very very small <laughs> my uncle oh my bags God. was literally pissing his pants laughing as i just cleared out the room with the most awful noise of all time right before everybody ate their thanksgiving dinner <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> stupidest thing of it's all a time. very tough instrument yeah it's yeah, really hard mistakes. it's also it's impossible to make that sound good by itself <laughs> yeah it's impossible yeah but it's not just ever meant to be you got to hit like oh. one good slide ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. That's Trans- nice. try better. Yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, last thing I want to touch on: uh, Pete Cowan, who is uh, he helps. He's a he's a coach. He's a golf instructor. He actually helps uh, Brooks Koepka with a lot of the short game stuff. He commented on Matt Wallace, who uh, he had a little bit of a viral clip where he was berating his caddy on the European Tour, like berating his caddy, just like screaming right in his ear. Uh, I could, you couldn't really hear what he's saying, but you could tell like he's legit like going back and yelling at his caddy. And Pete Cowan came out and said he is a complete idiot, and the European Tour has to do something about it. It's a form of cheating because you're putting your opponent off. Best thing would have been if his caddy had dropped his bag. I would have chucked it in the bloody lake, but that wouldn't do uh, him any good. So called him called him a complete idiot and said the PGA Tour had to do something about it. I like that. Anybody who says that in the world of golf, I have to mention it. Um, and so that's great little comments from him. He's a pretty opinionated guy. I was going through some of his other stuff, and he, you know, he's he's he likes to get his words out there. He's pretty aggressive with his words, and he's with our boy Brooks Kepka, so uh, I like all the things that are happening there. Do you
2: agree that it's a form of cheating? That feels like a little bit of a stretch.
0: It feels like a stretch. Now, people have said that about slow play. People have said that like Good what J.B. Holmes does is cheating, that like him taking that long Good point. and affecting your playing partners is literally cheating. Like You're going against the spirit yeah, of the game. And changing the rhythm. You're going against the rules, mm-hmm. and therefore it's cheating. I don't know if I agree with that. Cheating is such a strong, strong word, and it's one of those stigmas in golf that like, once somebody ever labels you like cheater in any way, shape, or form, you're kind of just fucked yep. in the world of golf, so I think it's harsh. But again, I like, kind of like that he came with that kind of fire. Yeah. I mean, he's calling him a cheater and said he's Very stern language. Yeah, very stern. Uh, so that's pretty much all I got. We've got uh, Christy Kerr up next again. Really cool interview. Uh, we love the women's game. LPGA Tour winner twenty times over. A couple major championships. We get into a lot of that. We have a good little chat.
4: I have the actor that I think I I compare. Oh, His name is Jean Dujardin. Dujar, Jean.
1: Sorry, you only get one shot. Dujardin. <laughs>
4: Dean Dujardin. That's how boring this guy is. He won Best Actor just for didn't Deliver It Good Enough. <laughs> the Artist <laughs> Sorry, in 2011. You uh, really blew that one. You know, he so, was the art. You know, he just got
0: the yips. Do you want us to cut this part out of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you just got the speaking
2: yips. This guy has the calendar. worst
4: last name of all time. Du Jardin. I
2: don't even recognize him. Gene DeJardin. No, I'm looking at all of his Google images. I don't recognize him at all. Exactly. Like, can right?
4: It's got to be like Du Jardin. Du Jardin. Yeah. Yeah. Du Yeah. Why don't you DeJardin. do your little? DeJardin. Why didn't you DeJardin, DeJardin. Jean, Oh, maybe it's Jardin. Jean Dujardin. That sounds much better. He's French. It's probably not right. Either way, we don't know. Him. I said Gene. That's bad. <laughs>
2: this guy's not as Gene. recognizable as Zach Johnson. <laughs> Z- right, so the Zach the other Zach Johnson, the fact step that you up.
4: called him Gene, uh, the other one was Eddie Redmayne. He's the guy who was. Uh, <laughs> this actually may be more you know spot on because he actually won an award, uh, best actor for a movie that like the Stephen Hawking movie.
2: I've never seen that. kid have never seen in my him. life.
4: and now he's in those. Uh, he's in those actors, Harry right. Potter extension, the um, the Grindelwald movies. You know the uh, oh yeah yeah yep, Fantastic yep, yep. Beasts. And where to find them. So he's in the mix.
0: I know who that is. Hmm.
4: You know, the moral of the story is that Zach Johnson is just not the needle. And I know you say that he is and it is comparable to someone having an opening night show and just bringing out someone that no one gives a shit about.
1: I feel great after for w- closing. After, a after your one, last Frank. three minutes, w- what just on, on what happened there? I feel great about Zach Johnson. You know, because you really try to take your shots at him there, and it just didn't. didn't
4: saying work. Yeah, there's a bunch of misses. Jean Digidarn is just not the way that. I mean, name
1: if you pronounce said.
2: his name like that, then yeah, no. it's
4: just not the way his name is pronounced. <laughs> Jean, you
0: called him. It's Jean, Jean Dujardin. <laughs> that was like. That was just the most American thing of all time. The first and I've time you I've it.
4: made fun of people for saying like Merlot and stuff like, yep. instead of Merlot. Like you just, just say it like a fucking mozzarella. You just Merlotted. You, mozzarella. Mozzarella. you yeah. Merlotted his name. Jean Dujardin. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have the mozzarella sticks? Yeah, that's how oh, yeah, cool. most that's people
1: fine.
2: say.
4: That's, that's actually normal. Drives yeah. me nuts. Can I please have a, a grilled chicken quesadilla?
2: Can I just get some water?
4: Yep. that was a, that was a shot at something that you weren't prepared to. I mean, I don't, I don't. Charge for water at Pirellis. We don't charge for water. And if you want to go facts for facts, I can I can be here all day and beat you in submissions. Let's get to Kerr. We don't do it.
0: Christie Kerr's up next. British Open. Enjoy it. Careful tea for times. It. Getting up early. Hanging. Watching golf. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Enjoy the British Open. Enjoy Christy Kerr. Rough and Rowdy 9. This is the ninth one. If you have not experienced a Rough and Rowdy, you need to check it out. They're going to Fort Bragg, North Carolina this Friday night for a red, white, and bruised beatdown. I love the taglines that come up with these things. So good. The titles they come
2: who up with. Are also a one the- watch. They're also must there' Oh, God. Who
1: does the taglines? Because they're always
4: great. I'm not sure who does it. Fuck. Uh, I don't want to not give the right credit yeah. to whoever makes it. Is
0: your things. shoulder and arm ready for this? Your camera boy, for we this.
4: have a new uh, little contraption. I told Pete that I'm not showing up to the next one unless you figure this out. We're, this is nine, right? This is number nine. For yeah. the last yep. eight, I've walked away from those things almost like in a, in a sling, or like you know, paralyzed. Um, so I'm like, you got to figure something out. I don't know what you have to do, but the thing's just too heavy and medley for my bone structure, my body. <laughs> like everyone else who carries these things around are big, hefty men, and I'm like, this when, when I when yeah. the guy who shows oh. me how to use the, the camera hands it to me he's like you you got this all that i'm like yup he's like good luck and like walks away laughing i'm up there for five hours because it's just an unbelievable event that just non-stop action you can never put the camera down when i'm when when the fight is over the ring girl comes in when the ring girl goes out the next fight's on it's non-stop yep. it's non-stop fighting but we have this little like pole that's going to come down so like the pole I, I like gave him this idea and apparently it's like an a, it's a thing that just attaches to cameras the pole will attach from the bottom of the camera just hit the ground, so now like all the weight will be supported. It's almost uh, like a tripod, essentially. Yeah, but it's just one yeah, it pole, pretty basic, and that's I can great. lift it up if I need to move it. Yeah, just put just it rotated rotate it. All perfect. the pressure hits the ground as it puts my shoulder.
2: There right, you go, saving Frank. your legs.
0: Rough and rowdy amateur fighters. They got no defense. They're throwing haymakers. They're smoking each other. Funniest action you'll ever see for four straight hours. You get laugh out loud commentary from big cat large, Robbie's out there. Large right?
4: making his debut for Rough and Rowdy is going to be so funny because he just he's like the most wittiest guy you'll ever meet and you'll ever hear talk and his love for boxing I think is gonna like I think he's gonna just come up with such funny things to say about these guys who have no idea how to actually box because he knows the X's and O's. Yep. But he also knows like the funny side of it. So I'm, I'm really I I love having the commentary on my in my ear when I'm on the ring because I'm just gonna die the entire time. By
0: R and That's how you go get this. Again, it's Friday night. It's four hours of entertainment. Maybe you get a bunch of buddies together, you get some drinks, and you sit down and watch Rough and Rowdy Nine at Fort Bragg because it is a spectacle. By Friday night. All right, we are now joined in studio by a very special guest, Christy Kerr, 20-time LPGA Tour winner, won a couple major championships, over $19 million in career earnings, which is a little shot at our guy, uh, Kevin Kisner, who he always drops that number as well. <laughs> She's up there with Kiz, which I love to hear, but you're here, you're in studio, first impressions walking into Barstool Sports.
3: Well, you guys just moved, didn't you? Needs a little work. That's what I think.
0: Thank God you didn't see our last. Ones. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a pigsty the last one. So at least well, thank this one... you.
3: I'm honored to be here. You have such a following, and uh, even even though I'm a golfer, I make alcohol. It's way cooler, right?
0: So we got the Loch Lomond whiskey in here. This is, of course, the official spirit of the Open Championship. Talk a little bit about you know the Scotch, the whiskey, how you got involved.
3: Well, um, I started a wine company in 2008. Um, which our first brand was called Curvature. Okay. We we made that with one of the top 100 wine estates in the world by Robert Parker, uh, Pride Mountain Vineyards. If you haven't been there, it's a beautiful wine estate. I recommend anybody going to it. And then we got popular pretty quickly. Got a lot of great great media stuff. We were served at the White House for a state dinner. My love of wine and wine education continued. Uh, We started the Kerr Sellers brand in 2013 with Helen Keplinger. She was on the cover of Wine Spectator. She was Food and Wine Magazine Winemaker of the Year. Um, And uh, my education continued and uh, passed my level one sommelier exam a couple years ago. And I'm studying to be a certified som, So Psalms not only do wine, but they do spirits. So it was pretty cool to be over at the Scottish open, uh, two years ago and to be able to, this really all started with me going to Loch Lomond distillery because I wanted to learn about Scotch and how they make Scotch and see their, see their cooperage. And, um, I don't know. I just kind of started geeking out about wine and Scotch. And, um, I hit it off with Colin, who's, uh, who's, oh, yeah. who's one of the owners. And, um, Away we went.
0: So it sounds like you like
4: alcohol.
3: Yeah, kind of. Not on the golf course, though. Venus
4: Sommelier is one of the that blows my mind. I don't know how you do it. I, it, it, it's one of those things that I always thought was fake. I will There's say no way you can tell the difference between one wine and the other just by swishing it around your. There mouth.
1: were a bunch of words in there that I didn't understand. <laughs> when you said you were, you got your license, you got all this. I don't know what those are, but is that what it is? You can know the difference between a bunch of different yeah, wines. You can
4: tell like you can tell like what what like vine it comes from, all that stuff, right? Can't you?
3: I'm not at that level, um, but I'm studying, and studying is doing a lot of research. Research is drinking a lot of wine, a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. So it's all research.
0: So when <laughs> when people that like us great. say, you know, I can't tell the difference between like, you know, two buck Chuck and uh, a $200 bottle of wine. You well, you're s- going to
3: know the difference today. I can tell you that. <laughs> $200 bottle of scotch right here that's right that's
0: nice <laughs> and yeah the lack but you so like what can you tell what can you very easily either by you know swooshing it around or taking a sip I or mean, two i mean
3: um so the quartermaster sommeliers um has this thing called a deductive tasting method which there are five step five steps in which you can break a wine down by color by the nose by the palate um the amount of oak on the wine the amount of crushed rock or whatever it may be um so they teach this to you and uh, i'm usually way too quick on the draw and i usually get it wrong half the time because i just i want to get it right yeah so i can't you know i go really fast um but um if i do take my time and i do break it down like they've they've taught us to do um i would say i can get it most of the time
4: that's crazy to me yeah me too because like a a uh, sommelier, am I saying that right? Sommelier, 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 same thing. Uh, they'll come up to the table at like a really fancy restaurant or a nice, you know, a nice establishment, and then they'll they'll talk about the wine. You're like blowing away. Me, like I'm just like give me anything red, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you, I'll just listen to what you say. But then the one day you come up to like a, a an expert wine drinker, you got to be on your game.
3: Well, it sounds like we need to do a barstool sports wine tasting class at some point too. Ooh. Done. Ooh. We should
1: do it at Brellie's. His family, or a, His...
3: or a whiskey tasting. Yeah, we are doing the whiskey tasting today. Yeah. Well, we have one, anyways. So which, which is very rare. 2002, first year I ever won a tournament. Single malt. That's Scotch what this is with right Locke here. and yes. I am a
4: delicate little flower, as uh, true <laughs> Sir Nick Faldo called me, but um, I will try. I will try it.
3: Only one of four thousand bottles produced. Are you okay. Me? Is that yep. right? Yep. Oh my!
1: Look at that bottle. Look at that box. Look at the it's box. Beautiful. The bottle.
0: So we're opening this puppy up right some... now. Yeah. So that, meant you had box. me at whiskey.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: So oh, that bottle. Is. You know what? What is it about this scotch that you like so much? What are some qualities?
3: I happen to be a huge fan of the Loch Lomond Distillery um, and their whiskey because they're in Scotland. It's the home of golf. They're one of the oldest houses there. I mean, 1814 they started. Mm. So they have, I mean, readily available is the 12 and the 18 year um, that you can find in the New York marketplace. Um, But, you know, they're distributed in 100 countries around the world. Um, nearly every state. I mean, they're, they're huge. And they offer so many different kinds of products. And I kind of geek out when I go to the distillery because I get to taste the stuff that is only sold at the distillery. Right. Much like you would go to Napa or anywhere else yeah. where they have wine just for the winery. So yeah. that was a special experience for me, um, getting to see that and see how they age things in a special system called the Solera system okay. uh, of aging, which is mainly used for sherry, but widely used now for Scotch. Aging, so Very it's
1: pretty interesting. cool. That's
0: awesome. So I just poured myself a glass over here. I'm getting ready to rock. There's a lot of microphones and things going on, so I couldn't pour everyone else's and also do the radio or do the podcast at the same time. There you go. But I'm about to, uh, you know, I'm watching everybody's porn. We're getting ready to rock. Look at these cute little glasses. So you know?
3: one cool, yeah, one cool thing. And if you want, we can get you some of the Loch Lomond branded um, uh, glasses. But one really amazing thing about this whiskey that differentiates it from most any other product out there is is—is that the wine was finished for a year in our uh, 2016 Pinot Noir barrels, Yeah. Um, which wow. just received 94 points from Wine Spectator.
0: Ooh. Wow, look at that.
3: Yeah. All right.
4: So does that give it a lighter tint? Is it, am I, am I, when is it
3: that? was first being aged, it had actually kind of like a rosy pinkish tint. Yeah. But um, I'm interested to see what you guys think of this because um, wow. this, this scotch has a, about yep. a – Three to four minute finish on the palate, so it's not to be three w- to four minutes. Oh, I'm three so
1: I am so out of my depth when it comes to testing the stuff. Let's do it. Let's, I haven't yeah, had breakfast. Yet. Cheers. Cheers. So this is Cheers. the first thing entering my body. <laughs> I had a little Except bit of a little, coffee, a little bit of toothpaste. <laughs> that
3: was about it. Toothpaste. Well, this will get rid of that yep. quickly. But um, this can be enjoyed neat, or I like the giant ice cube personally. Um, what well, as they say, artisanal ice cube. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to get three or four minutes of
4: this. That was pretty
1: smooth. It's yeah. very smooth. Wow. You were, when we were with Sir Nick Fowler, you were scared about what was going on. Oh, yeah, and you that were.
0: Was, that, was, that was very smooth. This was smooth. That was very smooth.
1: Yeah, yeah we Sir we Nick poured us
0: some uh, some scotch, and I don't know. We don't know what it was. I but could actually, actually drink this. And I, and you know I,
3: what's amazing about this? Sorry, I talk a lot, so if you want me really to shut up, just no. Me. Hey, that's no. what we're here to do. Um, we're on a podcast. What's amazing about this is that it has a little bit of that, like, smoky, peaty quality to the scotch, but... In the mid-palate, I feel like that sweetness from the peanut barrel comes out, and then it's just coasting along.
0: That's exactly right. I can still – I still got that palate that I'm about – Two and a half minutes left on this puppy. I love the wording we're using right now. It's unreal. I it's love elegant. I love I love the
4: imagery that's used in, in uh, you know, like whiskey talk.
0: Our listeners are going, who the fuck
4: do you guys think? <laughs> <of?"> yeah, <laughs> Look at the, like the birch, and we're taking this for a ride. I love I love all this stuff. It's <laughs>
0: great. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, all right, Lock Lumber, we're going to continue to sip this throughout the show. Ooh. I imagine we'll continue Ooh. to reference it. it Let's talk warm. a little bit. But you,
3: it's still going, right? You've had one sip, it's still going. Yes. Oh, yeah,
1: very I mean, much so. I feel like but
0: I could start complex. a car right now.
3: very complex. <laughs> what did you say?
4: I feel warm. I feel like I could start a car right now I could just by touching it. I don't know why. I feel if like it was the, if it was, the,
1: it was the winter time, you start to up right now, your car would be oh, ready to go. Oh, yeah. Do you guys
3: wow. ever read Whiskey Advocate? No. I
1: don't
4: you think should. I'm allowed to. I don't have enough facial Are you here. over
3: 21? If not, I'm in real big Barely. trouble. Barely.
4: No. I'm 25, but okay. I look like I'm 16.
0: It's true. You should see him try to grow a beard. I'm
4: trying right now. <laughs> you're gonna. You might. One
0: might sprout out after you yeah, drink some bad. of that stuff.
1: Don't look at my face. I'm sorry. It's it's something.
0: So what do we, we need to we need to start reading this? That's a little homework.
3: I just think if you're interested in well, wine spectator for wine, but whiskey advocate for whiskey. If you're interested in learning, those are honestly the best resources besides research.
0: Okay. <laughs> we got a couple of folks here who consider themselves. You know pretty well versed in this so maybe we'll try to we'll, we'll quiz yeah, it if it large so is
4: here we got to bring you over to large he's a, he's our wine aficionado he i think he'd enjoy this like you wouldn't believe yeah.
0: i mean i'm enjoying it um oh, uh, if we're enjoying the hell out of it this exactly could be over hey the you morning. can tell me it
3: if it sucks but i definitely don't think it would oh, no it doesn't no. suck it does I'm not suck it is very special about
0: to take another sip so let's get into a little bit of golf
4: you know what else doesn't suck winning 20 lpga tour events you know
3: how many no. times i finished second how many times? And I just went over this with my coach because we were trying to set new goals and stuff 24 times. 24, 24 place times. Finishes? You know how You know how depressing that is? Oh, let me ask you this. Do you <laughs> – Like, that is a, that's, that's
1: a good number
0: and also, like, a disappointing yeah. number. Yeah. Oh, let me so ask you this. It's and not depressing. It's great. It's a good, right. good finish. In, in yeah. poker, they always say, like, you always forget – you always remember the bad hands where you got screwed and you don't remember the hands where you actually won big pots that you didn't deserve. Do some of the losses stick with you more than some of the wins?
3: Um. yeah. Sometimes, but I think drinking whiskey and wine has made me pretty much forget everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> were a lot of
4: that? Were a lot of them losses, or did you like? Were you in fourth and third, and you ended up like squeaking your way into second?
3: Um. Okay. So twenty-four times, probably a third of those would be near misses that I could have had that right. I didn't have. Like the Women's Open at Saucon Valley, I feel like I should have had that one, and that hurt me for a long time. Right. That that hurt. That was heartbreaking. Um. But um. God. I mean. Somebody asked me to name my my wins in ten seconds and I was like, Ah, uh like I couldn't remember any of it. Right.
0: Ask you about a couple of your tough losses, you can rattle up every moment. Yeah. Yes, right. we were. We done know. a hypothetical once where
4: I think it was like, would you would you sign up right now to finish in second in like every event you've ever played and you never win? And we're like, yeah, because you just racking. I mean, at some point you're racking up the money and you just That's keep the going. Tony Finau going. the Tony That's Finau question. It's the Tony Finau question. It's the Tony Finau question. In a second, like five times. Like, is he like at some point is he starting to get frustrated or is he okay with just finishing in second in every single? Tor- he's tor- gonna event?
3: win. Yeah. And he's gonna win big. Yeah. And he is one of the nicest people ever. Oh yeah. And yeah. he hits it really far with a really short backswing. Like, yeah. really far. How does
0: he do that? I don't Get know. He played speed. right behind
1: us at uh, Spyglass. Remember that? He was yeah. right behind us. And we were just watching him. Like, so How does he hit
0: it that far? He did. He missed a cut at ESO when he's playing right behind us. You know, we're slapping it. We're in the fucking trees. We're like three jacking all over the place. Every time we'd walk five feet off the green, just a ball would come in like five feet from the pin. He hits it really,
3: time. really far. <laughs> really yeah. far. I played in the CBS charity uh, challenge like three years ago, and... Um, it was like 340 to hit on the green this is rhode island this is like cool like mm-hmm. humid weather and um they were like come on you gotta get off the green fast he's sending it he like flew into the middle of the green he sent, he's <laughs> just
0: that's crazy it <laughs> makes well, it look he's so he's easy
1: sending, sending the chief
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you are naturally left-handed but play golf right-handed is that right mm-hmm. how does that work is that that can't be that I'm very
3: confused very confused. I do a lot of things ambidextrous. Um, I play ping pong lefty, tennis right or left, chopsticks right or left, cut mostly lefty, throw ball righty, kick righty, golf righty. I did start lefty when I when I started out, but.
4: Oh, so you started out
1: golfing because I thought that would just be a, a product of just right-handed clubs being around. Correct, it but was. you said you started lefty.
3: I did, but then my my father and ma and mother switched me around. I see. Because there wasn't that much instruction yeah clubs available
0: I, I was hoping there was like some secret we didn't know being able to
1: use chopsticks in the right and left hand is, is incredibly impressive to yeah. me because i can i got i can barely have a handle on it with my right hand and you're just like can go back and forth
3: i don't know like it's my nickname impressive. on tour and not self-given i think paul creamer actually gave me this nickname is kerbrain because i have so many different brains I have the very serious brain the sommelier brain the very goofy um self-deprecating brain like completely random brain like we were in the car coming here and they were talking about something i'm, I'm like oh we should do this and do this and they're like where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> what
0: are you talking about yeah
3: exactly <laughs> well
0: you were i mean when you played you had a very serious or when you play you have a very serious demeanor what is is that that's one it's of just your. it's
3: always been that way it's not on purpose it just if you're going to do something like play professional golf i feel like you got to be in it you got to be in it to win it and you got to be intense and um can't do it half-assed.
0: What's the most nervous you ever been over a golf shot?
3: Over a golf shot?
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, probably. I would say, I wouldn't say nervous. I would say like adrenaline, like shaking, kind of like was when I won the Open. Um, some of the putts, like doesn't matter what you do, you got to be, you got to try to be calm, but you're shaking, and um, my heart was like, mm-hmm. like really fast, walking up to the 18th. T and I had a two-shot lead but if you know if you hit it in the rough and they hit in the fairway it could be a two-shot swing and um my caddy at the time Jason was saying well that's that's how it's supposed to be yeah you know and so that that was it was a rush and pretty cool but nerve-wracking but I handled it so that was that was amazing
0: yeah is there anything special or any any training you know uh that that you did to prepare for that or are you kind of out there like well i'm nervous as shit let's just keep going and hope well, it. Works i think out. you're
3: always nervous even starting regular tournaments you always have the butterflies and i think that i mean i've worked with enough sports psychologists in my time because i like learning about the mind and making it your 15th club um and you just there's a there's a favorite saying of mine is when success is when preparation meets opportunity and i feel like that's kind of what happened
0: yeah because we had i'm trying to remember who it was we had interviewed somebody one of the PGA Tour players in the last couple of months who said that he's nervous on every single first tee?
3: I, I am. I am because I think it's like you want to make a nice smooth swing, send it down the fairway, but sometimes you, you your rhythm gets really messed up and you just, it doesn't, you know, sometimes you just don't know where it's going to go. And I feel like the first hole is like, okay, you get that under your belt, you get a good one, then it kind of settles everything. Right. So it doesn't matter how long you've been playing. I've been, this is my almost my completion of my 23rd year being a professional on the lpj you, you still get the butterflies
0: how different is your is your game now and your approach to you know 23 years ago when you came out
3: um i mean it's definitely changed i've kind of grown up and now i'm a mom of two and uh, got other business interests but um i'm still trying to win golf tournaments you know, it's just uh, – I've got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot going on. Um, and uh, my focus actually going forward for the next however long I'm going to play before I endeavor to do other things um, besides the wine business, charity business, and, and the <laughs> right. scotch sounds business. sounds like you already got a lot <laughs> of yeah. <things> going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, is to get that killer instinct mm-hmm. back. I think playing in Solheim, qualifying for the team this year, getting to play – it's one of my goals, obviously, and I think that's going to ignite a lot of that same stuff in me again.
0: Yeah, how much does that motivate you, the Solheim Cup? I mean, how how in touch and communication are you with Julie Inkster about that?
3: I'm in very amazing touch. Actually, one of our Solheim Cup team members, I don't know if she'll be able to, to play this year or not, Brittany Yeah, She had her baby yesterday, two months early. Preemie, wow. she's stuck in Chicago oh, because man! because she was doing an outing. She had her baby doing an outing
0: <laughs> no wow. way
3: everybody's so far healthy yeah that's great you know pray for her and and her husband little little uh little girl congrats to them um but like man that's life oh, That's yeah. life comes at you you know Real i quick. mean she was like Real right quick. before the cutoff for oh. her doctor saying she couldn't fly and then poof there's the baby.
0: So was some hero just delivered it like at a, at a No doctor?
3: no they made it to a hospital. Okay, like, they were like, oh, oh, they were like, no, yeah, here, guys, here, here guys like, right right, i go. Some
0: Here I'm gonna hit a two iron this, oh shit, i am delivering up baby. the sleeves. <laughs> All right, here we go.
1: I'm ready.
3: <laughs> no, no, but you know, wow. I mean they were like they way way were like, overnight. Oh, we just have cramps and this is this Julie was there. Julie was there. We're like, Okay, you need to get to the hospital. Thank
0: that's, God. Thank God. What's the best skull shot you ever hit?
3: best golf shot i ever hit
0: one that really sticks out or maybe most important
3: oh wow i don't know if i can answer that intelligently <laughs> um hey let's circle back to that i need okay. to think about it what was the
0: worst golf shot you ever hit competition one where you're, you look back you're like that was just i
3: forget all those that's smart <laughs> you, you do just, you just oh.
0: i was gonna say she goes no
3: no the worst golf shot yeah No, oh. i forget all those you ever top wink, one wink. you
0: ever do anything like that
3: <laughs> uh yeah actually recently that might be the worst okay that might be the worst where was that uh hmm probably see i telling you drinking scotch makes you forget
0: that's kind of the goal it is the goal yeah so that's so it's doing clearly this stuff works. i plead the fifth okay <laughs> i like that how yeah. far does your stock seven iron go
3: in the air, in this kind of climate in New York, probably off the ground, one hundred and fifty-three yards. Okay. Off a tee, maybe one fifty-six, one
0: fifty-seven. If you're um, in the fairway on a par five, uh, how, what, what distance? Like, what's the max distance you're comfortable? I can, la- I can get there. I can land it on the green.
3: It depends on what's up there. I'm a Libra, by the way. You'll never get a straight answer out of me.
0: <laughs> I can tell. We're really <laughs> kind of navigating. or doing a little... There's a lot going yeah, on here. A like, right oh, it's a dance. It's we're a dance. We're
3: dancing. It's a dance. Um, depends on what's up there. That's like asking me what my favorite wine or my favorite child is. I can't <laughs> tell you because I don't know. Um,
0: I mean, I understand every shot's different, but...
3: Yeah, I mean, if there's no trouble up there, anything. But if there's trouble like water to carry or something, I would have to be able to carry it about 215 with my three-wood. Okay. Yeah. Who,
0: uh, who when you first came out, you know, you hear a lot about uh, when people first get out on, on tour that somebody older, more experienced acted as their mentor. Who sort of acted as your mentor
3: out there? You know, I always looked up to the great American golfers, and they always kind of, I wouldn't say took me under their wing, but always – kind of watched out for me and that was julie Yangster. it still is julie Julie Mm -hmm. Yangster, nancy lopez betsy king beth daniel meg mallon pat bradley um uh, betsy king everybody you name it like i i really feel like they kind of knew what i was gonna maybe become and they kind of steered me to be the right way so that was that's been pretty cool.
0: And what was that like steering you to be the right way? I mean, what changed? How how you know? What did you have to change when you were kind of young? Well,
3: and- I feel like I was very, very, very brash and very, you know, I feel I feel like I got that from my dad, honestly. Um, and when you're young, you look up to your parents and mm-hmm. you kind of are how they are a bit. And I feel like they've kind of taught me to let my clubs do the talking, and um, you know, the rest takes care of itself.
0: Do you ever fear of that, like? you don't want to lose kind of your edge and your, Hey, I'm, I'm coming out here. I'm going to be a wrecking ball. I'm going to be a badass. Yeah. NFL, I mean,
3: yeah, I, I, th- I feel like I'm going through that right now. I feel yeah. like a lot of the stuff off the golf course, albeit very positive, have kind of taken away from the, the, the focus a bit. And, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world, right? Because I have all these opportunities because of golf, but, um, that's, that's my focus is to really, really find that again, find that like, Five. I don't care if you hit it by me by 30 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I'm working on.
0: Yeah. golf, I mean, it's so unique, <laughs> right? In that it's, it's you really against, yeah, it's always, you always say against the golf course, but also you against 150, you know, other women, very out there. talented and, women, right? And you got to find some way because everybody can hit the shots. Everybody's very good. Everybody's ball striking, putting touches. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You got to find something that's like, no, at the end of the day, after 72 holes of golf, I'm going to beat you by one fucking stroke.
3: That's right. you got to have that thing. And I've always had it. I feel like maybe since I've had my second child, I've softened a bit. But I won't soften in the Solheim Cup.
4: So I like that a lot. That's nice. <laughs> so you're going to win and then you're going to drink whiskey on the
0: 18th green. Maybe. Spray that shit everywhere. There you in go. In Scotland. <laughs> so 2010, you get to number one in the world. Who did you consider at that time kind of your biggest rival?
3: I mean... I can't remember exactly, like, when Annika – and I'm working on, like, five hours of sleep, so forgive me. Yeah. I can't exactly remember when Annika um, retired from the game, but, I mean, geez. When I first came out on tour, there were, like, maybe 30 people that could win. Everybody can win now. Everybody on any given day can win. And, um, I mean, Lorena was always one that I looked up to. I mean, Yanni Singh. Yanni Singh was a very talented player, um, in those years, um, I mean, is um, God, you name it. Kari, Kari Webb was, is, and is still around. Yep. Um, I, think? I had the blinders on in 2010, especially for that epic win. Like it didn't matter if I was playing against PGA tour players. I feel like that week it would have been interesting. You hey, were lights out. That's all. Yeah. That it's crazy. What was the it, mode I was in
0: how many? You win by? 12. 12.
3: That's Ooh. nuts. It was really funny. You'll enjoy the story. Um, so the last day, we're like leading by eight. And, no big deal. And so we're like, we need a new goal setting. Because if we go out there going, oh, I have an eight-shot lead. I'm going to win this tournament. We're going to lose. Right. And so I said to my caddy Jason at the time, if I shoot 68 or better, you have to buy all the groceries for the U.S. Open. Because we're all staying in-house and, and all that. And I said, if I shoot 66 or better... You got to buy all the booze too. (laughs) Wow. That's 66. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. He probably spent about two grand that week. (laughs) Jeez.
0: Good. He should have. He should have. Yeah, exactly. That's very relatable because a lot of times when I'm like 25 over par on the 17T, I'll look at my buddy and be like, all right, if I make par here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, you have to drive. Different, home yeah.
4: Different numbers, fashion, like you're down seven holes. But yep. you Press them with two with two to go, and you're just
1: like, all right. Can this, you guys new... pick up
3: the glass and smell it for a quick sure. second yep. yeah. and see if you can smell mm. vanilla? Yes. Baking spices.
1: Def, I'm getting vanilla, and 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 what was the one you just said? I'm definitely getting vanilla,
3: coconut, dill, baking spice. Like yeah, that's from the toast from our. You're taking the words right the out of my mouth from our peanut barrel. Shut
1: bro. up, Trent.
3: I don't know what the hell she's talking you about. I don't see know, their face joke. right now, folks. <laughs> what
4: what what was the other one? Baking spices. You smell that, Trent?
3: Like cardamom cinnamon. You can smell
4: cardamom cinnamon? <laughs> are you kidding me? Why are you pressing these nuts? He said, <laughs> you didn't even know what that is, Trent. You don't know what cardamom cinnamon I is? I know I don't. Explain I was kidding. What, explain what cardamom you, cinnamon you is. Are, you are
1: getting really well, those mad. Those are two different ones. But those are sarcastic. just example.
3: But I definitely smell. Oh, it's not cardamom like cinnamon. That, that brown sugar, caramelized. I, mean, I, I smell Brown vanilla. sugar, vanilla. Like that's from the milk.
0: I'm just getting vanilla. It's like I got a bowl of ice cream right here. Dude, I'm getting drunk just from smelling it. Same. We'll just disappear if I keep smelling it, right? <laughs> just up no, the nose, it won't. Right up the nose. No, uh, it won't. Do you watch much golf?
3: I do watch. I do watch golf.
0: How often? What do you like to watch?
3: Obviously, the men's majors and the women's majors. And a lot of the time I'm playing, so I don't get to watch. Um, but I always get to Hawaii on Saturday so I can watch the Sunday of the Masters. I make breakfast in the morning and yeah. have a day. Not and a bad little
0: thing to do there. No.
3: Get to Hawaii. No, definitely not. That's a little routine you've you've been doing a little for – that's well, The last seven or eight years. Because it's a long flight. I mean, right. even from Phoenix, it's a six-and-a-half-hour flight. So if I fly on Sunday, I miss the whole thing. Right. So what do what'd you
4: think about our boss man, Tiger Woods, coming back and winning?
3: One of the best comebacks ever Yeah. in, in all of sports. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing junior golf with him, actually. And he, he can be a little bit sarcastic when you see him. But um, I love to give him shit. Too. What do you mean like, like that? He can be he's a just, little bit... He's just, he's just Tiger. He's just... He likes to give you shit. You know, I saw him at a Nota tournament once. He goes, I said to him, I haven't seen you a really long time, Tiger. When's the last time I saw you? He goes, in the past. And I'm like, what? He goes, well, if you g- ask a stupid question, you'll get a stupid answer. I'm like, oh, yeah. thanks, Tiger. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but, but just like. giving you nothing, Tiger. But like, just talking talking like in a complete sarcastic like playful tone not not like being mean or anything that's just tiger he's just funny
4: are you taking anything from tiger with with his reignition of the fire where he said like yeah i mean he seriously there's no reason he should have
3: ever this is amazing thing about tiger there's no reason he should have ever even tried to come back right he's got so much money he's won so many tournaments like what was the point right Mm -hmm. um but he still had something to prove to himself and that's what i love about tiger is that he does it for himself he does it for the right reasons for himself he doesn't. He's never played for money. Neither have I. And this is the reason I think everybody loves Tiger because he he makes you feel like a winner. Yeah. And he's winning in his 40s now, and I'm like going to be 42 in October, and I'm like I can do this again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to take some inspiration from that.
3: You have to. It was pretty amazing to watch.
0: Yeah, and it is incredible. I mean, he, with all that, all that he has to go through, I mean, he talks about the hours of prep work he has to do just to be able to play golf. I mean, just to be able to play a round of golf, and he's done that now for years, a couple of years to get back into shape, get his game, get his swing going. Yeah, I'm not working. I'm not
3: working out at one o'clock in the morning like he is. <laughs> he's a maniac. But I, I even before I hit a ball, it takes me whether it's doing my exercises for my back or my shoulder or doing my dynamic warm up stuff, stretching, getting into my mental space, like it takes me an hour before I even hit a ball. Mm-hmm. That never that never happened in my twenties. Right. Never. So maybe I should just drink a, a yeah. shot of this. Just a loosen you up, yeah.
0: Yeah. That might be my new pre round routine. I think it already is. Lock Loman whiskey. I think you're right. I think <laughs> that's been the pre round routine for a long time. So if uh if somebody were to play around a round of golf with a pga Tour pro and an lpga tour Pro. Speaking
3: of that was my knee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we heard a little crack there. Yeah.
0: That's fine. I mean, you know, that's just – I'm getting older, too. We're all getting a little older. Play a round of golf with a PJ Tour Pro, L P J Tour Pro. Aside from just sheer distance, what is the biggest difference in the game that they would notice?
3: Money. <laughs> 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 money. Fair. Uh, they make a lot more money than we do. Um, but, um, I mean, besides distance, I really don't think there's a lot of difference. I mean, if you've ever seen Lydia Ko hit a flop shot in your life – up there with the best on the PGA Tour. Right. Um, putting, I'll put myself against anybody. Like short game, wedges, I'll put the Korean golfers on our tour up against any PGA Tour player, and I'll put money on that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it's it's really just distance.
0: Yeah, I'm very curious. Like that that you know that year 2010 when you get to number one in the world or or when you win by 12 shots, uh, the women's uh, PGA. Like at that point, I mean, how? Like, how good do you think your game would have been at that point against anybody's on the planet, male, female, anybody's?
3: Well, that's the thing. I think we'll always be kind of handicapped, right, because we can't play necessarily unless you're Lexi Long. You know, you, we would have to play from different tees, so I don't think anybody would really ever take it seriously, but I feel like that's really the only difference between the men and the women's game is distance. I'd
0: be, I'd be fascinated to see if you did, a like, an 80 yards and in tournament, you know?
3: I don't know. That's that's a really good question. I mean, you speak of um, the men against the women and seeing how we would do. I mean, I played in many of the when they had them, the Wendy's Three Tour Challenge, and we right. play against the PGA Tour and the Senior Tour. When I played it, we were I you know we were on I was on three winning teams, mm-hmm. you right? Know? And we're hitting longer clubs into the par fives than they are. Right. We're hitting longer irons in the greens than they are. I mean, it's hard to set up the course for the distance spare. I mean, because there's some people that hit it as far as Tony Finau, and then some that hit it, you know, good distance. But as far as Kenny Perry, I mean, like
0: and I think it was last week. I believe second place was like twenty six under par or something crazy yeah. like that out on the LPGA tour. Yeah. And it's like I right. don't think at people that realize point, how once the, good.
4: Once the distance is out of play, I mean they're going twenty six under. Like the, yeah, the I game mean of we're golf,
3: not we're not playing five thousand yard courses. I mean our courses are sixty five hundred, right? 7, That's what we yards. play. <laughs> I mean, we get exactly. toasted. You know the twenty six under. Right. The Hazeltine tournament we just played the uh, KPMG Women's PGA. Like we played sixty nine hundred yards in very wet conditions and. They played 7,900 yards in the Ryder Cup when they had it there last. And the comparison would have been if apples to apples for distance, how far each tour respectively hits it, they would have played like an 8,200-yard course.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's just absolutely crazy with trouble everywhere, too. Everywhere. Like Hazeltine, you know, you just can't miss certain spots. That's absolutely wild.
3: Terrible, <laughs> terrible rough.
0: Just horrific rough. So uh, the, the Women's British Open uh, coming up in the next month, how, how, how much do you have to kind of change or, or prepare for, you know, links golf?
3: Well, this year's at Woburn. So it's actually a Parkland course. So it's, it's very much like the normal golf courses that we play all the time. The only factor would be the weather. Yeah. So normally, I mean, last, last year we played um, Royal rhythm and St. Anne's one of my favorite personal golf courses. It's hard as hell, but it's uh, there's bunkers everywhere, but it's like a mental test more than a physical test almost. Um, but uh, Woburn is more Parkland style. So we get a little bit of a break as far as just having to pitch out and pitch out and pitch out of the bunkers <laughs> 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 um, this year. But um, there's so many great golf courses over there. And, and um, Loch Lomond uh, Whiskies is the obviously the, s- the official spirit of the Open, um, whether it's at Woburn or Port Royal, Port Rush. I wish I could play Royal, Port Rush. The place looks it's on insane. my bucket list so yeah um, we had
0: Faraday in here a couple days ago and he was telling us all about it and you could tell I mean we even had to stop him and be like we can sense in your voice like how excited David, you are about David's
3: this David's pretty amazing yeah he is genuinely funny hey I got to meet Bill Murray this year oh how was at that our women's open how was that he said three things to me and I cried every time he spoke because <laughs> he was so funny what did he say <laughs> can't repeat just him? making jokes just making jokes like you're wearing that hat because you're a, a vendor you're just wearing that hat because you like wine like <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds about right yeah that was uh, my very horrible what's your what's your favorite British British open venue
3: again Libra uh I happen to love Royal Burkdale okay and I love royal Itham and St Anne's like I really enjoy Lynx golf I feel like that's kind of how golf should be like so many different shots like if you're going to hit a flop shot, you better make sure you know what you're doing off that hard pan stuff, you know, with the bounce on your wedges or, you know, you can play with an eight iron or, I mean, I feel like the golf is so good over there. And the problem with me, though, is I hate wearing rain gear, so I get soaked every year I play over there. You just refuse to wear it. I wear the rain pants and I'm like, I don't care if my top gets wet, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> just because
0: it restricts you, you don't. Yeah, you just don't feel right? Yeah, yeah, I just,
3: I've never, you know, maybe it's because I'm a woman and I have other parts that men don't have but <laughs> they're hard to wear Could a rain a jacket yeah, I don't know. hard to wear a rain jacket folks <laughs>
0: uh well christy kerr 20 time lpga tour winner a couple two major championships one by 12 shots not a big deal lock loman whiskey which we've the scotch we've had a couple sips and it's still i think it's still kind of hanging around we very much appreciate you coming in
3: thank you yeah, i thought you guys were gonna be like hard on me in this show no, we're not
0: hard on anybody okay. no
3: and yeah, I mean, a you brought show. you brought scotch. I mean, what I are we probably, supposed yeah, that's to do? True. I'll just booze. bribe you every time then. What
0: are we supposed to roast you? I mean, yeah. you brought scotch. Like, you I can
3: hang. Yeah,
4: I mean, maybe next time. What do you want us to say? You want us to be mean to you?
0: No.
3: Why the?
0: Hey, how about when you blew it twenty-four mean, times and finished second? Right, exactly. Loser.
3: Anybody, loser. Anybody interested in the in the scotch? It'll be released later this summer on LochlomondWhiskies or our wine at kerrsellers.com.
0: Love it. Christy Kerr, thank you very much.